cavalcade of sports is on the air. Gillette presents the 11th annual All-Star Baseball game between six teams of the American and National League at Chad Park in Philadelphia. For this privilege, the Gillette Safety Razor Company is contributing $25,000 to the Major League's Fund, which provides baseball equipment to our armed forces. We wish to thank the sponsors of regularly scheduled programs for generously relinquishing their time and making this public service broadcast possible. In the event, ladies and gentlemen, if there are any important news bulletins forthcoming as the game progresses, they will be quickly relayed for you during the course of our broadcast. This is Mel Allen speaking through the facilities of the Columbia Broadcasting System, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, and affiliated stations. Red Barber and Bill Corum are with me to help give you a vivid word-eye picture of every play, plus the color and highlights of tonight's game. The fans of historic Shard Park, seen at an all-star game for the first time, are jammed with a baseball-loving crowd who are keenly wondering what will be recorded in the way of dramatic achievements tonight to add to the thrill-packed pages of this midsummer classic. Even now, they're buzzing with reminiscent chatter of what has gone before, and the applaud as the empires take their place on the field, and the American League, the home team, in tonight's game, trots out onto the field. The Star-Spangled Banner has already been played prior to our coming onto the air, and we're just about ready to play ball. Many of the game's greatest stars are missing tonight because of their presence in our armed forces. But a good representation has been marshaled to put these two ball clubs representing the American and National Leagues on pretty even terms. And here quickly is the starting lineup, and then we'll get going with the ball game. For the visiting team, the National League, and we'll give it to you quickly. The boys are about ready to play. In the order in which they bat, Stan Heck of the Chicago Cubs, third base. Billy Harmon of the Brooklyn Dodgers, second base. Stan Musial of the St. Louis Cardinals, left field. Bill Nicholson of the Chicago Cubs, right field. L.B. Fletcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates, first base. Walker Cooper of the St. Louis Cardinals, catching. Harry Walker of the St. Louis Cardinals, center field. Marty Marion of the St. Louis Cardinals, shortstop. And pitching for the National League, starting off is Martin Cooper. For the American League, there's the throw down to second. George Case leading off right field, Ken Keltner, Cleveland, third base, Dick Wakefield, Detroit, left field, Vern Stevens, St. Louis, shortstop, then comes Siebert, Lads early, Dorn Leonard will get to the other boys, air the Lions very quickly, and here is a veteran of many all-star and World Series broadcasts to tell you what's going to happen in the first four and a half innings, the old redhead, Red Barber. Thank you, Mel. Leonard makes his first pitch to hack, and it swung on and hit down back to second base and threw in the center field for a clean single. Stanley Hack leads off the All-Star Classic, the 11th annual, hitting Leonard's first pitch ball sharply back to the middle, a solid ground single right out of the center. And the first pitch is resulted in the first hit of the ball game. Stanley Hack, captain of the Chicago Cubs, leads off for the National League. Stepping in to hit number two is Billy Herman. Once again, it's Tommy Hack, but we're reunited on the All-Star team, as Herman is now with Brooklyn Hack, of course, remaining with the Cubs. Leonard, who first came into the Major League with the Dodgers, now with Washington, throws over to first night in time. Super of the Athletics returns. He's a left-handed thrower. Leonard, big right-hander, a knuckleballer, Herman in a crouch, right-hand hitter, and takes high inside for 4-1. The umpires, Eddie Rommel, who put in many, many years at Shy Park, pitching for Connie Max Athletics. Rommel back of the plate of the American League. We'll pick up the rest in a moment. Leonard in position, checks the runner, delivers. Herman swings and fouls the ball off, reaching for a high outside pitch. Hack was going, the hit and run was on. 
Frank Gonzalez is coaching back at first base for the National League All-Star squad. And coaching back our third is Willie Southworth, the manager and skipper of the world champion Cardinals. And so the two coaches who work together all through the year are working together for the National League tonight. Herman takes the next pitcher curve down outside. Early, who is Leonard's regular battery mate with Washington, going down into his right for a nice stop. For those of you who just tuned in, Hack opened up for the National League with a single on the first pitch and the count is now two balls, one strike to Herman, the number two hitter. Throw to first, Hack steps back, see what makes the tag, but not in time. Jock O'Connor of the National League staff is the first base umpire. Joe Rule of the American League staff at second. Tom Dunn of the National League at third. Herman swings at a bounding ball down through into left center. Hack is around second. He's coming on the third. It's a base hit, a single for Herman. And the ball was hit through the spot vacated by shortstop Vernon Stevens of the St. Louis crowds. With Hack breaking for second base, that's one advantage of a hit-and-run play. Either the shortstop or the second baseman has to go into the bag and thus open up a hole. And as Hack broke for second, Stevens the shortstop started for the back and Herman pulled the ball just to the left of the mound and threw right where Stevens had been a single into left field stepping in now is Stan Musio he's playing left field he's with the St. Louis Cardinals the left hand hitter standing well back in the box and swings and hits a long fly ball deep into right center Chet Lobs the center fielder under it there's the catch and in the score comes Stanley Hack and Herman holds it first as a throw and is cut off by Bobby Doyle at second the National League quickly goes ahead. One, two, nothing. Stanley Hack opening up with a single. Billy Herman following with a single. Through the shortstop gap that was open when Hack broke for second base. And Musial's long fly to the center field at bats in the run. Big Bill Nickerson of the Chicago Cubs stepping in to run batted in for Musial on his first at-bat in his first All-Star game in his second year in the majors. Big Nickerson up and takes the pitch outside for ball one. Nickerson is the big brawny back of the starting National League squad as far as home runs go. He has hit 11 so far in the regular season. Jim Bankby of the Cleveland Indians and Hal Newhouser of the Detroit Tigers are warming up the American League. Leonard on the mound throws back over to first and Herman returns easily ahead of it. The defense is toward right and deep on Nicholson. Pumps that stick and misses at a low knuckler. One, one man out, the score one to nothing, favor the National League. The first out was used to get in the run from third base. Musial batting it in with a long fly ball. Leonard, the right-hander works. Outside for ball two. Fastball. Two balls, one strike. It is Leonard at early. From the Washington Nationals. Starting battery for the American League. Sieber to the A's is at first base. Bobby Doyle, the Red Sox, at second. We'll check the rest in a moment. Leonard pitches. Nicholson swings and grounds the ball to first base. Sieber throws down the second one out. The return back. Not in time at first base. It's a force play. First baseman Sieber taking a high bounder. Two steps inside first base. Throwing down to Vern Stevens at second base. The shortstop getting credit for the put out on the force play. Herman Forrest. First base into the shortstop. And Nicholson beats the relay back to Sieber at first base. Having on at first. Scored as a force out. Two men down. And L.B. Fletcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates stepping in. That 10 hitter. Standing right off the plate. Nicholson at first. Two down. Fletcher takes a low outside curve. Ball one. Stevens of the Browns is at short. And Ken Keltner, the great third baseman of the Indians, comprises the remainder of the first line for the American League starting team. It's noteworthy in that not a Yankee is starting. First time that's happened. There's a bounding ball. Hits slowly down towards second base. Doyle have to hurry. The throw to first is in time by a step. 
and Pritchard is out on a half-speed hopper down to the second baseman, Dora on to Siebert. The outfield that started for the American League with lobs in front of flanked by George Case of Washington in right field, and in left field was freshman Dick Wakefield. Now for the National Leaguers, who are ahead one to nothing, they're walking out to the mound, and it is the celebrated Cooper Brothers, the firm of North, the pitcher, and Walker, the catcher. Big Mort Cooper of the Cardinals has won 11 games this year and lost five in his league. He puts four shutouts. He started 16 times, the league four times, pitched 13 complete games, and beaten at least once every team in the National League. So he has demonstrated all-round sound strength. And of course, he wishes to make a brilliant recouping of his all-star fortunes. He was the starting pitcher last year, and before he realized it, before the first inning was over, the American League had gotten the winning margin. Who drove him with a home run, and came a double by Hendrick, and then York powered another homer, and when the game wound up 3-1, you can see what that start meant. So it is Cooper and Cooper the battery at first base Fletcher of the Pirates who came on to the squad when Frank McCormick of Cincinnati ailing with a bad back was unable to participate. Billy Herman is at second base. He's the top man and runs batted in through the major league so far this year with 59. At shortstop is the octopus, Slats Marion. And at third base, Stanley Hack of the Cubs. The outfield is Nicholson of the Cubs in right. In center is Harry Walker of the Cardinals and Musial of the Cardinals in left. First up now for the American Leaguers is George Case of Washington, the right-hand batter, an open stance. And he is hit on the left hip and moves down to first base, hit on the first pitch ball. Just a moment. He brought his left arm down across his left hip, and apparently he was hit just under the left elbow. He goes down there rubbing it a little bit, and he's hit by the pitch. Lena Blackburn of the Athletics is coaching at first base of the American Leaguers, and Art Fletcher, who is always McCarthy's third base coach, is at third base tonight. So on the first pitch ball, Mort Cooper puts the potential tying run on at first. Case is standing off, rubbing that uh, hand a little bit. Apparently hit between the wrist and the elbow of his left arm. Ken Keltner up. The infield remains back. The outfield toward left. Keltner of the Indians. Throws that bat straight up in the air in a crouch deep back of the plate and takes a sharp pitch over for a call strike. Cooper boys. Mort, the pitcher, is two years the senior. Walker down, giving the sign back of the plate. The right-hander throws. There's a high foul that is going into the stands and back of first base. In fact, on top of the stands. There it is, kicking around. Bounces off. Down in the National League bullpen, backing up Cooper in case uh, gets off to a faltering start. These games, things happen so suddenly you have to keep fellas ready in the bullpen. Left-hander Max Lanier of the Cardinals and right-hander Albert Javery of the Braves are warming up. Case stepping off first, still rubbing rather tentatively that left elbow. There's a throw to first, not in time. Two strikes to Keltner, nothing in two. Infield goes back even a step deeper. The pitch is inside at the shins. A fastball. Turn loose, sort of side off. Ball one. The score is one to nothing in favor of the National League All-Stars. The American League is just coming to bat for the first time. They have the tying run at first if they can get it 270 feet around. Nobody out. Kelton of the Indians up. On deck to follow Wakefield. There's a pitch low outside. Four ball two. Curveball. 
Big Maud, who likes to wear 13. Kicks a little dirt. Takes the sand from his brother. Guntler, his rear foot on the back line of that box. Crowds that plate from behind his right-hand hitter. Watch the open stand. Steps up, swings, and hits a foul ball out along the right field line. And it is dropping untouched between second baseman Herman and right fielder Nicholson. Nicholson came charging from right field, running with all he had and run out from under his cap. Billy Herman going out from second base. And the ball dropped right between them, each a step away. So the count rolls as it was. Two balls and two strikes. Stanley Hack from third comes over and talks to Mort Cooper, and there is Walker, the catcher, coming out. Billy Southworth, who is managing the National League All-Stars by virtue of being the pennant winner in the league last year, has started from his own ball club five of his players. There are five Cardinals beginning. There are two Cubs, one Pirate, one Dodger. For the first time, there's not a Yankee starting in the American League All-Star squad. Keltner swings and fouls a pitch down onto the ground. Back, and it is still two and two. Nobody out. Last of the first inning. They're playing Keltner the pull around toward left. Washington has the most number of players starting in the American League squad. The Nationals and the Senators are called both with equal facility. Three men beginning. Sabres Browns of two. The Cooper in position works. Kelton swings and misses for strike three. And that fourth ball got him. When it was uh, rumored a day or so ago that Bonham would probably be the starting pitcher for the American League squad, everybody said, well, the two uh, fork ball artists will be going. But Bonham is not starting. However, Mark Cooper is. Each one has a fork ball. So that's the first strikeout. And now stepping in is freshman Dick Wakefield, the first major leaguer to rank up 100 save hits so far this year, and the only one so far. Swings and hits a bounding ball back of second base. Herman up, throws over to Marion, and there's a force play at second, and that's all. Coming in there with a very hard slide was Case. It was a half-speed bounding ball that Herman came up with deep behind second and flipped to Marion, and there was no time even for an attempt to throw to first. So it's a force play at second. In the parlance of the game, they got the first run. The first run of Case forced the second base to the shortstop. Herman of Brooklyn to Martin Marion of St. Louis. Stepping in now, Stevens of the Browns. Right-hand batter spreads those feet wide apart, takes the first pitch, which is outside, and as it go down to first, Fletcher has to lean off the back, falling in the direction of second base in order to prevent the ball from being thrown into right field. Ball one, a pseudo pitch out. Burn Stevens. Shouldered, strong right hand batter, spreads those feet just as far as he can, right off the plate, and takes a curve low outside for ball two. Stevens, who's been the pacemaking percentage hitter all season in the American League. Dick Wakefield leading down off first base. Throw to first, not in time. Wakefield didn't step in batter's box long. He went after the very first pitch. Cooper pitches, and Stevens hits a bounding ball to short. Marion up with it. The throw over to first base to Fletcher in plenty of time. Stevens thrown out by three steps short to first. The American League, no runs, no hits, one man left. For the National League, no errors. At the end of the first inning, it is one to nothing in favor of the National League. 
Isn't it significant, fans, that the players in tonight's game from Chandler, Dickey, and the Cooper brothers on through, plus managers Joe McCarthy and Billy Southworth as well, shave with the Gillette Blue Blade and recommend it to their friends? Significant? I'll say. But not a bit surprising if you ask the old redhead. Ball players are like millions of other men who are on their toes and take pride in their appearance. They want the slickest, cleanest shaves that are in the cards. The kind that make you look and feel right on the button. Brother, that's the kind you enjoy with the Gillette Blue Blade. Yes, sir, you get the best-looking, most refreshing shaves of your life. That's because the Gillette Blue Blade has the sharpest, smoothest finished edges ever produced. In fact, you can search the world without finding another blade as keen, as easy shaving, or as long-lasting. One to nothing in favor of the National League, and we're ripping now into the second inning. Leonard settled down after a rocky start. Two singles greeted him by the first two batters. And here is catcher Cooper, Walker Cooper, of the St. Louis Cardinals. Right-hand batter. Leonard pitches low outside. Early going to his right again. Ball one. It was rather obviously natural that uh, with a pitch as difficult to catch as Leonard's knuckler that his own receiver, Jake Early, would be his starting battery mate, which is the way it's working. Walker Cooper hits a high pop fly back of second. There's Bobby Dora of the Red Sox waiting. And he has it. One up and one out. And Harry Walker of the St. Louis Cardinals. There are two brother acts here. I think that is... By the record, there are the Cooper brothers, the battery, and Harry Walker is the younger brother of Dixie Walker of the Dodgers, and Dixie is over in the National League dugout. We've had no changes in playing personnel. Harry Walker stepping in. Left-hand batter, and then steps back out of the box again. Time is automatically called by plate umpire Eddie Rommel. The umpires will change in the middle of the fifth inning. Leonard works. There is a line drive right back at the mound. Leonard can't hold it. Picks it up, throws over to first in time, and Harry Walker's out. Leonard had that one hit right squarely back at his belt buckle. He had to stop it. He didn't have any alternative. In other words, it was either the line drive or Leonard. He knocked it down. In fact, he almost held it. But the ball rolled out of the pocket of his glove down on the ground. He picked it up through the first. So it is two up and two down for the National Eagles. And Pat Marion. Marty Marion of the Cardinals. Great fielding shortstop. Tall, rangy right-hand hitter. Takes a strike. There was a curveball through there. Nothing in one. The outfield is toward left. Infield straight away and deep. Marion takes low outside. Ball one. Leonard likes to get ahead of batters and then make them hit that knuckler if he can. That's the way most knuckleball pitchers like to work. Right-handed delivers. There's a knuckler that swung on and hit back past the mound to short. Stevens juggles it. By the time he picks it up, he cannot even throw. And we await the judgment of the official scorer as to how that is to be scored. Safely on at first base is Marty Marion, the shortstop for the National Leaguers. We haven't heard from the official scorer as yet. Cooper stepping in, right-handed hitter, and he is an excellent hitter among pitchers. Two men out. The score one to nothing, favor the National League. The first pitch is on the outside, sliding curve. 
one. We have sent a messenger down to the official score to get the ruling on that play just a moment ago. There's a strike swinging, and it is one and one. For the sake of your scoring, if you must put something down, that pencil is jumping nervously in your fingers, I think you could probably score that as an error with a pretty good margin of security. Pitch it outside to Cooper for ball two, two and one. There's a big 13 shining on the back of his blouse. Leonard is wearing 16 on the back of his uniform blouse. Regular season, he's won five, lost eight to Washington. Big right-handed pitches, Mort swings, and there's a drive hit out in the center. And Labs, waiting right in his tracks, doesn't move and makes the catch. So that's all for the National League, top of the second inning, and they're still leading one to nothing. The American League coming in for the last half of the second. Well, maybe you wonder how I can be so sure about it when I say that today's Gillette Blue Blade has the sharpest, smoothest finished edges ever home. Well, fans, it's easy to answer. You see, to produce these edges, it was first necessary for Gillette technicians to perfect an instrument capable of measuring seamless with scientific accuracy. Thus, they developed Gillette's famous electronic sharpness comparator, which reveals the edge characteristics of all blades. The evidence is definite, conclusive. No other blade is as sharp, easy shaving, or long-lasting. If you haven't tried today's Gillette Blue Blade, you have a big surprise coming. It whisks off tough beard with the lightest, easiest stroke you can imagine. There's no drag, no pull. Your face looks smooth, feels refreshed. Let's see from that right. Nick Seaman of the Athletics, the hometown crowd, gives him a big hand, sets him batter's box, swings on the first pitch for the drive going into center field, and Harry Walker comes on for the catch of a line drive, hits straight out into center. And Nick Seabert of the A, left-handed first baseman, swings on the first pitch ball, open up the last of the second, and his line drive is caught in straightaway center field by Harry Walker of the Cardinals. We have just received the official word from the scorer that Marion is to be scored as reaching first in the top of this second inning on the error chargeable to shortstop Stevens of the American League. So that's the first error. Up now is Chet Lambs of the St. Louis Browns. Takes a curveball through there for a call strike. Chet is a stockish, powerful right-hand batter. He's 11 home runs so far this year. In season between them, have accounted for 23 round trippers. There's a fastball on the outside. Ball one. Score one to nothing in favor of the National League. Hack opened up for the single, went to third on Billy Herman's single. Put on the same act they did for years, and they're both together with the Cubs. And then Musial's long fly ball got in the run. Ward Cooper delivers, and there's a foul back. Bad swinging. One ball, two strikes, one man out. Nobody on, last of the second. It's a great crowd to see this great game at Shy Park, Philadelphia. Outfield is deep. Round toward left. Lab sets. Got that plate from behind. It's a right-hand batter. Open stance. Cooper pumps. Big right-hander delivers. A high fastball. And two and two. Two balls, two strikes. The total so far, one run, two hits, and no errors for the National Leaguers. No runs, no hits, and one error for the American League. 
Cooper of the Cardinals delivers. Labs of the Browns takes on the outside, and it's a full count for the first time in the ballgame. Three and two. Right-handed pitcher, right-hand hitter. Lights shine brilliantly down. This is the first of the 11 All-Star games to ever be played as a night game. Cooper comes twice. Goes up high. Comes down. High inside for ball four. And the first base on balls is given up. Down to first base. Cuts Chet Lab. And once again, the American League puts the tying run on at first base. Jake Gurley of Washington. Leonard, starting battery mate, the catcher, left-hand hitter, sets himself. He sort of crowds that plate from behind. He's a left-hand batter. They play him to pull slightly around toward right. The National League infield moves up a couple of steps, except for Herman at second, who remains back. Early swings and misses. Cooper sliced that one in there. And then his brother promptly winged the throw down the first to Fletcher. Not in time. Labs the Browns back. First base coach is Lena Blackburn of the Athletic. Pushing at third is Art Fletcher of the Yankees. Joe McCarthy, of course, is managing the American League squad. Early sets in and takes a pitch that is low and outside. Or one. One ball, one strike. And McCarthy um, dressed for this ball game. He dressed, of course, in the Athletics Clubhouse which is the home clubhouse at Shy Park. And McCarthy said it's the first time he's been in that athletics clubhouse since 1929 when he went in there to congratulate Mr. Connie Mack. Early takes a pitch just outside, fastball. Two balls, one strike. So that's a long time, you might say, between visits to one clubhouse. In other words, Joe has been coming to this ballpark any number of times every year, but he's always used the visitor's clubhouse. And uh, speaking about that corollary, why, uh, he said it's the first time that he's ever been in the dugout that he is in tonight, which is the home dugout. Pitch it inside for ball three, and Cooper, having trouble with his control, is now behind the early three and one. And early takes a flash down at Fletcher, the third base coach, to see uh, just what's up now about hitting and taking, whether a run and hit play might be on. Labs is also looking. Leads down off first. Fletcher is two steps back of the bag. He's not holding him tightly on. One man out. There goes Labs, and early swinging fouls it off. And so the run and hit was on. Full count of 3-2. For the second time in the National League bullpen, left-handed Lanier of the Cardinals, and a big rawbone right-hander from the Boston Braves, Alva Javery, start working. To show the closeness of the present great situation, uh, last afternoon late, a call came that Howard Paulette could not be here, but would have to report to the Army immediately. Great young top for the Cardinals. Five shutouts this year, and his last three games were shutouts. His place was taken on the squad by Ace Adams, who previously had been nominated as the batting practice pitcher. Johnny Whittig of the Giants was then brought on to be the batting practice pitcher. Now Cooper ready to pitch 3-2. There goes Labs, and Early takes ball four on the outside, and two successive walks. Now the American Indians have their best threat going. They have a runner at second base in scoring position if a base hit is forthcoming. Here's Billy Herman walking in from second out to talk to Mark Cooper. Danny Hacks up over from third. Forgotten are all the league rivalries which are indeed strong and strenuous here this evening under the lights at Shy Park as these players band together league against league. Now stepping in is Bobby Dorr, great second baseman of the Boston Red Sox. Right-hand batter, very much an open stance. Sets that bat high above his right ear. Takes the first pitch in there for a strike. 
Call strike. Lambs of the Browns beating down off second base early at Washington off first. Two straight walks. Score one to nothing. The National League and the American League putting on their best threat. One man out. Last of the second inning. Big Cooper in position. Delivers. Door swings. There's a fly ball going way back into left field. Back goes Musial deep. He can't get it. It's in for a home run. Pull a familiar trick. Bobby Daw coming up with the first hit for the American League. Hits a home run into the lower left field stands. And it is 3 to 1 in favor of the American League. That is their first hit. For Daw, it's his seventh home run of this year. He hit six in the first half of the American League race. Stepping in now and feeling better about things is uh, Dutch Leonard of Washington. He's now two runs ahead where just a minute ago he was a run behind. In the bullpen for the American League and apparently unlimbering now to be the second pitcher is left-hander Hal Newhauser of the Detroit Tigers. Cooper delivers to Leonard. Inside for ball one. And Bobby Dorr, when he cut, he really hit for it all. And it is a home run following those two walks and it's three to one. Over the American League. Big Cooper delivers and Leonard takes on the inside for ball two. Lemire and Javery, needless to remark, keep falling down in the National League bullpen, which is down in the right field corner. And for the second straight All-Star game, Cooper has had a home run jar him heavily. There's a call strike over to Leonard, and the count now goes to two and one. Still just one man out. After Siebert opened up with a line drive, which was hit hard to center field to Harry Walker, walks to Labs and early, followed by Dawes' home run. Cooper pitches 2-1 to Lennon, and there is a pop fly going out along the right field line and dropping in for a base hit. Lennon holds it first base. Fletcher went back. Nicholson, the right fielder, came in. Neither could get within five steps of it. A fly ball inside the right field line, fair by about five feet. That's a single for Lennon, who now undoubtedly feels twice as happy about things. That is one thing that a pitcher likes. It is coming up with a base hit. Top of the order now, George Case coming up for his second at bat. Playing right field tonight, complete outfielder of the Washington Club, right hand hitter who on the first pitch ball to an American League batter, Case found it uh, hitting up against his left elbow. Cooper delivers and Case takes a strike. Ball strike, nothing in one. Outfield step toward left. There's one man out. It is 3-1. Lindor's home run following two walks for the American League. There's a pitch low outside. Just missing. Didn't miss by much. Not by more than the width of a Gillette blue blade. One ball, one strike. Score 3-1. Favor the American League. Cooper pitches and Case Swinging hits a foul ball back into the stands. The National League run, I would say, was very cleverly gained because at the hack single, a hit-and-run play, and Herman hit through a hole vacated by the shortstop. There was nothing very clever about Dawes' swing. That was just the broad back. Big home run following two walks. 
Three to one. American League and Case up there. And takes inside. Ball two. Two and two. Last half of the second inning. Still one man out. Run at first base. Pitcher Leonard of Washington. Got the single inside the right field line. Case swinging and hits a foul ball into the stand behind the National League dugout, which is on the first base side. The applause there is for the catch by the spectator. Big Cooper in battle. Bet he's thinking about the polo grounds this time last year, too. Probably can't help it. Another American League home run. The pitch high inside for ball three. And Big Hort, it seems that the fates do not uh, smile kindly on him in all-star games and World Series practices. He was unable to win in the World Series last year. I think that was one of the big uh, newsworthy things in that great series, which Gillette also brought you. There's a bounding ball hit wide a third. Hacker, one-handed stabbing stop. Throw to Herman, one out to throw to first battle play. And so ends the second inning. Case hit a bounding ball into the hole between third and short. Hack came up with it. Reaching with his glove, going to his left, threw down to Billy Herman. They haven't forgotten the combination, although a couple of years have prevented them, separated them from being teammates with Chicago. And Herman then threw on the Fletcher of Pittsburgh at first, and so has executed the first double play. And it is three runs on two hits. Nobody left for the American League. Last the second inning. And the National League, there were no errors. So the total at the end of two innings... Three runs, two hits, one error for the American League. And it is one run on two hits and no errors for the National League, and all runs are cleanly earned. And now on our broadcast from Shy Park, Philadelphia, another in Gillette's cavalcade of sports. We're going to pause for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. the third inning of this game. It's true of baseball. You can never tell what will ever happen in any ball game, and particularly true of these all-star classics. The first batter up is Stanley Hack, and this time takes a pitch that's in there for a call strike. Hack starting the second go-round for the National Leaguers. He hit the first pitch ball game for a single. Then it comes back, and Hack takes inside for ball one. Johnny Vandermeer now begins throwing a solo working figure in the National League bullpen. Vandermeer, the double no-hit kid of the Cincinnati Reds. Apparently he'll be the second pitcher for the National League. Hack swinging, hits a fly ball out toward the left field corner. Wakefield goes over and he grabs it just to step in fair ground. Tom Dunn, who is the umpire at third, goes out and waves in the fair ground that the catch is registered as a fair ball. For those of you who would like to know those technical details, it was caught right along the left field line. They put out for Dick Wakefield of the Detroit Tigers. And now stepping in is Billy Herman, who is one for one. Single hack around to third base in the first inning. Right-hand batter. Bill swings and hits the ball along the right field line, fouled by a yard. A low line drive that sliced wide. Vandermeer turned around and scooped up the ball down in that right field corner in the bullpen where he's working and tossed it out. 
that's what the American League team for you. It's the same team that began. We've had no changes in playing personnel so far this evening. It is Leonard and Early of Washington is the battery. Here's Billy Herman up and taking a pitch outside and high for ball one. The infield is Siebert of the A's, Dorr of the Red Sox, Stevens of the Browns, and Keltner of the Indians. The outfield is Wakefield of the Tigers, Labs of the Browns in center, and in right field, Case of Washington. Here's Leonard, big right-handed, delivering. There's a knuckle that dances over, just like a butterfly with an extra set of wings. One ball, two strikes. Early down, giving the sign. He's been catching Leonard ever since Rick Burrow left the club. There's a pitch low inside to Billy Herman. Down across the shins, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. One man out, nobody on, top of the third inning. Mike Gonzalez, coaching back at first to the Cardinals, cupped his hands, hollered something to Herman. Leonard pitches, Herman swinging, hits a fly ball along the right field line into the corner, it's foul, Case goes over, and he's a couple of steps short of getting to it. The ball drops untouched, hits the low rail fence in front of the spectators, and kicks back out. Count staying two and two. American League ahead, three to one. Leonard delivers. Herman swinging hits a high, high pop fly down by third. There's Keltner under it, waiting, and he squeezes it for the out, and it is two up and two down. And after Leonard gave up singles to the first two batters, he said the situation well under control. Two up, two down, top of the third. And here's Stan Musial, whose long fly ball in the first inning got in hack from third base after the catch. Musial, a sophomore, great hitter, left-hand batter, takes a pitch low, ball one. Musial is playing left field tonight, and he has been playing right field regularly since the season was well underway for his ball club, the Cardinals. Swings and hits a bounding ball down by second base as door up. The underhand snap throw is in time by a step and a half to Siebert at first base. And it is nothing, of course, for the National League. In the top of the third, the last out of the second, second to first. The score is 3-1 to one American Leaguers, and that ends the first half of the third inning. If you're one of those men who finds shaving a tough, disagreeable chore, why not go about it the quick, pleasant way for a change? Prepare your beard with Gillette Shaving Cream. Lather or brushless, and ease it off smooth as velvet with a Gillette Blue Blade. Now that's shaving the all Gillette way. The slickest, most refreshing way by far. Gillette Shaving Cream is an exceptionally fast-acting beard softener because it holds abundant moisture and keeps every whisker saturated all the while you're shaving. What's more, it's rich and full-bodied so that it sets your stubble up and lubricates the blade. See if I'm not giving you the real lowdown on utmost shaving ease and speed. Ask your dealer for Gillette Shaving Cream. First up for the American League, last in the third inning is Ken Kelton of the Indians' right-hand batter. Swings and hits a fly ball out toward right center. It is going through, and there's Harry Walker stumbling for the moment. Kelton goes on for second and makes it standing. It is a two-bagger for Kelton on the first pitch ball after the third. Kelton who was struck out in the first inning. The sole strikeout victim so far comes back with a double into center field, snipling on the right field side of the center fielder. This is hit number three of Mark Cooper of the Cardinals. The first hit was a home run by Barbie Dorr last inning following two walks. 
here now is Dick Wakefield. Has more hits than any other major leaguer this year. And this is his first year in the majors. Takes a pitch high up inside. He straightens away from it for ball one. You remember Teddy Williams? Well, he reminds you a great deal. Both is the way he's uh, built. Tall, powerful, raw-boned fella. Pulls that stick well back. And steps up there and strides. And then takes a pitch to his low inside for ball two. And Cooper's behind two and all. First year man, Wakefield, led all of them to the barrier among batters of being the first to break that 100. 100 hits so far this year. He has 102 all told. At second base is Keltner. There's a pitch over for a strike at the outside. Two balls, one strike. Wakefield takes a look, see if the initiative is returned to him, but hitting a taking. Mack is a step wide at third base. The outfield deep. A couple steps toward right. There's a bounding ball hit through between short and third for a base hit. Keltner's around third base and is going in. And Musial falls down, then finally falls to second. Not in time. And Wakefield winds up at second base. Keltner scores easily. Musial lost his footing as he came in to feel the ball. And in that delay... Coming up with the ball and starting his throw, this long-legged Wakefield just kept right on going like somebody had used some home for him at second base, and there he came in there on a hands head first slide on his chest. Keltner scores standing up, and it is four to one, favor of the American League. We'll have to check with the official score and see how to score Wakefield, whether it's a single and an error in left, or whether it is a double all the way. And now here is Vern Stevens, who lays down a bunt down toward third base, and it is foul. It was in the air. Hack came down and tried to make the catch, but couldn't and trapped it. receive word from the official scorer as to how that is technically scored, I will let you know. However, actually, the gentleman in question is right there at second base. The old front of his white uniform now is smeared after that uh, chest slide. It's all right with him. Stephen set, bunts down toward first base. It is fair. On to third, moves the run of the throw, goes to first in time. Touch of the first baseman backing up and taking more Cooper's throw. It's a sacrifice. That's the first sacrifice of the game. Stevens is out. One to three to score him. The pitcher to the first baseman. And down to third base moves Kelton. And we've just received word that Wakefield is to be scored a double. A double to left field. Gives him a hit and a run batted in. And Kelton, of course, scores on the double. And now manager Southworth of the Cardinals is out there talking to Cooper. Vandermeer is working down in the National League bullpen. He's ready if Southworth wants him. And Vandermeer is to be brought in. Southworth nods. Jocko Conlon, the first base umpire, and he goes trotting down into the right field bullpen. And Johnny Vandermeer, the only major league pitcher to pitch two successive no-hit games, now comes trudging in from the bullpen. It's a long walk from the bullpen, and of course, the longest walk in baseball is the one that Mort Cooper is now beginning from the mound into his dugout and on the way to the shower. last of the third inning and a runner on at third base. 
Dick Wakefield. Siebert of the Athletics, the left-hand hitting first baseman, standing around in batter's box. We'll wait and see if Joe McCarthy, who is the skipper for the American League Stars, wishes to make any change with the left-hander being brought in, Johnny Vandermeer. Vandermeer, who, as they say, is one of the quickest pitchers in the business. He can really throw that pelota. Vandermeer and Mort Cooper having a little conference there in front of the mound, checking on their signs. That's one thing that uh, I think a lot of people seem to miss on occasion, is the uh, great necessity for a real clubhouse meeting before these all-star games, because here you have fellows from eight different clubs in each clubhouse, and so, of course, an entire set of signs have to be worked out. Signs from coaches, hit run signs, take signs, hit signs, munt signs, steal signs, and of course, an entire new set of signs has to be worked out between the catchers and the pitchers. And now, Joe McCarthy changes, and Siebert comes out, and Rudy York of the Detroit Tigers stepping in. Big, strong, redoubtable right-handed batter who put the lid on it and accounted for the winning two runs with his first inning homer with Henrik on after a double in the very first inning at the Polo Grounds last year. York, a right-hand batter, coming on. He'll hit for Siebert and will probably remain and play first base. Again, the last of the third. So, Siebert... The line drive, which is caught in center field, swinging on the first pitch ball in the second, fielded first place ball as we had years out. And Mort Cooper, after two and one-third innings, stepping in. Big, strong, redoubtable right-handed batter who put the lid on it and accounted for the winning two runs with his first inning homer with Henrik on after a double in the very first inning at the Polo Grounds last year. York, a right-hand batter, coming on. He'll hit for Siebert and will probably remain and play first base. Again, the last of the third. So, Siebert, with a line drive which was caught in center field, swinging on the first pitch ball in the second, fielded first place ball as we had years out. And Mort Cooper, after two and one-third innings, is now in the clubhouse, and Johnny Vandermeer is on the mound. Vandermeer, the Cincinnati Reds. Johnny takes a sign. Rudy York, standing to one side. And he goes to the rosin bag and steps in again. Stepping down off third with one man out, taking his lead and foul ground is Dick Wakefield. Vandermeer kicks, delivers, and York takes safe pass ball in there for a call strike. Vandermeer wearing number 33. The National Leaguers are wearing their road uniforms. The American League, this is the American League uh, home game, are wearing, of course, their home whites. Vandy kicks, throws, and York swings and misses. And he swung all the way from Terry Holt. Nothing in two. The infield, of course, is up. Hoping for a play on a ground ball at the plate. Wakefield taking his lead. Vandermeer checks him for the moment. Now the left-hander delivers. Fast ball, strike three, swinging. And Vandermeer on three pitches. Strikes out Rudy York. And it seems that the all-star fates uh, do not smile on York as a pinch hitter. As a regular, that's one thing. At Cincinnati, if you'll recall, in the all-star game, 38, York's the pinch hitter faced Mace Brown with the bases loaded and was struck out on a 3-2 pitch. Now stepping in is Chet Labs of the St. Louis Browns. Strong right-hand batter who was walked in the second inning. Infield is back, the outfield deep, round toward left, two men down. Labs takes a high outside pitch. 
ball one. Vandermeer certainly didn't waste any time. He threw three of them right down in there. York took the first and then went after the next two. John takes a sign from Walker Cooper. It's rather hard for Vandermeer to be uh, replacing uh, Mort Cooper because those two have had some great pitching duels against each other. And Lambs gets tired of waiting, steps out of the box. Red umpire Ed Rommel automatically calls time. Now Chet steps in, spreads those feet. Open twist. Right-hand batter. Takes a pitch outside for ball two. The score is 4-1 to one for the American League. National League scored first. Bobby Daw counted for three of them with a home run. The first American League hit in the second inning following two straight walks. Vandy comes down. Lab swings and misses at a curve. And it is two and one. Two men out. Vandy never in any hurry. Especially when he has a runner in the spot like Wakefield is leading off third. Delivers. Over for ball strike two. Broke another number two in there. Another hook. And it's two and two. Lab sets. When he gets a hold of that ball, he can really give it a ride. Randy, back of the mound, going for the Rosenbang. Wakefield of Detroit leading down off third. Two down. The American League last of the third inning. Vandermeer delivers, Lamb swings and misses for strike three, and Vandermeer comes on, puts out the fire, striking out pinch to York, and then center fielder Chet Lamb. So it is one run on two hits, pair of doubles opening up the last of the third inning, and following a bunt, Mort Cooper was taken out. Vandermeer came on and struck out the next two batters. One run, two hits for the American League, last of the second, last of the third, one man left on, no National League errors. Here are the three inning totals. For the American Leaguers, four runs on four hits. They're all earned. They're all scored against Mort Cooper. And for the National League, the American League is one error. For the National League, one run on two hits and no errors. And now, coming on to pitch is Hal Newhauser, left-hander of the Detroit Tigers. Friends, among the many reasons for the superiority of the Gillette Blue Blade is this. It is ground in a continuous stream of filtered oil. This is an exclusive process, and a costly one. But you get quicker, easier shaves because of it. Here's the announcement as to the appearance of Newhouser. that Rudy York will remain in the game playing at first and some of the fans sort of kidded him a little bit about walking up there and having Vandy strike him out. Al Newhauser getting ready to bend to his task and first stop for the National League is Nicholson. Southworth is not bringing his left-hand batter back. Nicholson takes a fastball low, ball one. Newhauser can really fire that rock, as the boys say. Most impressive total of strikeouts this year. With Detroit so far, Al has won seven and lost six. It's nine complete games out of 12 starts. Nicholson takes a fastball just above the knees. Left-hand hitter, left-hand pitcher. The count is now one ball and one strike. The last pitch of the strike. 
Hauser comes down. Nicholson swings. There's a long fly, which is going to left center. And Wakefield is over. Labs is under. And it is Chet Labs for the catch. Both Wakefield and Labs signal they'll take it. But one of the uh, fundamental rules in baseball is that the center fielder catches everything he can get his hands on. In other words, if there's a doubt in authority between two of them, it's up to the center fielder to go ahead and make the catch and have it worked out. So Nicholson flies out. Chet Lab to the Browns and Elvie Fletcher of Pittsburgh up and takes a pitch low outside a curveball. Fletcher, a left-hand hitter. Manager Southworth is not pulling back these two left-hand batters to open up the fourth inning against left-hander Newhouser. The throw, an overhand fastball over for a call strike. Newhouser doesn't waste any time. Works. High inside curve for ball two. One. Second pitcher for the American League. Leonard went the first three innings. Fine performance. Fletcher swinging, hits the foul back. Early rips off his mask, turns around to take a look, and then realizes that he can't get it. So the American League has made a change. York hit for Siebert at first base and remains in to play at first. Newhauser comes on to pitch here at the beginning of the fourth inning. The National League has made uh, one change. Vandermeer replacing Cooper and... Straightening matters out, striking out pinch hitter York and Chester Labs in the last of the third inning. Four to one, favor the American League, one man out, nobody on for the National League, it's top of the fourth. Newhouser works, and there is a fly ball hit by Fletcher into left field. Wakefield of Detroit waiting, waiting. He has it, and it is two up and two down, two high flies. And catcher Walker Cooper stepping up toward the plate, right-hand batter. Of course, he'd like to do something about, should we say, the coals of ignominy that the American League, notably Mr. Dora, heaped upon his brother's head. His two brothers are pretty clannish. Newhouser pumps, comes down, overhand the curve, which is swung on, bounced back through the middle and into center field for a base hit. And this is the first hit for the National League since their first out was registered. Hack and Herman began the ball game with successive singles. Then came a fly ball for an out. The first run came on, and Leonard allowed no further foolishness. And now with two down, Newhouser taking over. The ballistic burden allows a single to the middle for Catcher Cooper. That's the third National League hit. Seventh hit of the evening. And there's going to be a pinch hitter for Harry Walker of the Cardinals. Just a moment, coming out of the National League dugout, moving up toward the uh, plate, is Vince DiMaggio of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Great ball hawk and a dangerous batter in as much as when he gets a hold of it, he's going to ride it into the next precinct. There's the announcement. Maggio stepping in, one of the magic names of baseball, and he is the only one of the remaining three outfielding brothers who is still in baseball this year. Two men down, Vince up, swings and hits a drive over third into left field for a pinch hit single, holding up at second base is catcher Cooper. Wakefield takes on one big bounce, throws into third, and shortstop Stevens goes out and cuts it off. Maggio hitting for Harry Walker, and he may uh, remain unsettled. We'll have to wait a half an inning to check that. Unload the single in the center field. So the DiMaggio's are still hitting. With 
Put two men down, singled by Walker Cooper and Vince DiMaggio. Nash lets Marion the shortstop up, swings and misses the first pitch, curveball, and it is strike one. Now, Early goes out to the mound to talk to his new batter, Mate Newhauser. Maybe there was a sign missed that time. But the catcher doesn't know what the pitch is going to throw. Instead, catcher's in for a very battering experience. Because these major leaguers can really make that ball sit up and say, Uncle, break it this way and break it that. Nationally has a threat. Top of the fourth inning. Runners at first and second. Two men out. Sets Marion up. The American League leading four to one. Marion swings. It's a bounding ball to third. Keltner up the place. The second base to the force and the third out. Keltner the door. The third baseman to the second baseman. The force was on Vince DiMaggio. The runner coming down from first. And it is no runs. Two hits. The threat was quickly over. American League coming in and leading by plus three, four to one. You men who are former engineers, mates, able seamen, cooks, bakers in the merchant marine, and are not now working at your highest skill, your country calls. Five new ships slide down the ways every day, and experienced men are desperately needed to man. In the next three months, the United States Merchant Marine will be called upon to perform the biggest transportation job in history and over the longest sea lanes. The fate and lives of our men at the front depend on our delivering guns, planes, tanks, ammunition, food, and other supplies to them. Ships of the United States Merchant Marine are the best in the world. Food is tops. Fresh meat and vegetables, all you want. The stick-to-the-ribs kind that hits the spot. And talk about the pay? Well, listen to this. 400 to 800 a month for engineers. 230 to 300 for able seamen. 225 to 315 for cooks. And what's more, all men get $5,000 war risk insurance free. Now, if you are a former engineer, mate, able seaman, cook, or baker in the Merchant Marine, send the telegram collect to Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. Telegram collect. Giving your name, address, rating, and date, you'll be available. The announcement over the public address was that Vince DiMaggio, who pinch hit for center fielder Harry Walker, would remain in the game playing at center field. Vandermeer is ready to pitch too early. Left-hand hitting catcher of Washington, first up, last of the fourth inning. Early takes a curve low outside. Ball one. The outfielders are stepped toward right. Right side of the infield is back. Marion, who plays, as a rule, a step shallower short than most of the short fielders. That same depth. There's a foul back. Early cutting after another hook, and it is one and one. One ball, one strike. One up. First man up, last of the fourth inning. Score four to one. Favor the American League. Johnny Vandermeer. Studiously at the sign hung out by catcher Walker Cooper. Then doesn't quite get it. Asks for it again. Early gets out of waiting. Backs out a step. Now he steps in. Grabs it club down by the end. He cowtails it. Randy pumps. Pitches one and one. Last ball inside the knees. It backs early up a half step. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Standing hack smooths down a little rough spot wide of third base. Pumped once, pumps twice. Vaughn left-hander throws. Fastball over for a call strike. Early apparently looking for a one to come in at two close. Backed up, the pitch came right over. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. First man up, last to the four. 
Lemire came on auspiciously last inning, struck out two hitters, and held Wakefield at third base. Delivers. Right over. Ball strike three and early. But to the third one, and Vandermeer slipped through three batters and struck out three, which is four. And here is Bobby Dorr. There's a big hand that is starting through the stands as they see him stepping in the batter's box. He hit the big blow, blasted a home run into the lower left field stands following two walks given up by Mort Cooper in the second inning and came up with the first hit for the American League in their first three runs. Right-hand batter. Swings and misses. But after a fastball. Very much of an open stance. He has his rear foot, his right foot, just as close to the catcher. Give you that picture of how he crowds that plate from behind. Forward foot is pointed right down to third base. Cox that war club. Six high outside. Fastball, ball one. One ball, one strike. Vandermeer goes back of the mound to the rosin bag. The Gillette Safety Razor Company, delighted and honored to be bringing you this great sports classic. There's another in its cavalcade of sports. Here's Vandermeer now, bending to his task. Kicks high, throws. Dawes starts to swing, checks himself on a low inside curve. That goes for ball two. Two balls, one strike. The umpires are Eddie Rommel of the American League, working balls and strikes back of the plate. And for 16 years, he was on the other end of that ball and strike business. For the athletics, right in his paw. Conlon of the National League is at first. Former American League outfielder. Rue of the American League is at second, and at third is Tom Dunn of the National League. Vandermeer delivers, door takes, and it is a call strike, and Vandermeer can't seem to get out of the rut that he's in. Nothing but strikeouts. Four batters, and just a moment. So that is strike two to door. Two and two, two balls, two strikes. Door sets. John ready to go two and two. One man out. Somebody on, last to the fourth. Bandy pitching to so far the hero of the All-Star game, Bobby Dorr. A pitch is outside. Dorr started a swing and checked himself. That's a full count of 3-2, and that last ball was coming down the air with something on it. Three and two. Bobby grips that club. Set bat about an inch and a half. Raised it high now above his right ear. Swings and hits a line drive through the hole between third and short into left field for a single. Musial picks up the ball, drills it throw into second, and shortstep Marion cuts it off. And Dorr now has been up twice and has two hits for a total of five bases. A round tripper, two on in the second inning, and a single to left field with one out. And so Vandermeer finally has his rut broken. Dorr singles. And uh, let's see, Dorr now has the honor of getting the first hit off both of the two National League pitches. Mort Cooper gave up no safeties till Dorr hit the home run. Vandermeer struck out three, and then Dorr, his fourth batter, single to left field. And here is pitcher Newhausen, left-hand hitter. And a crowd, Steve, back in the box, set to butt, and then takes a pitch that is over for a call strike. Stanley Hack is playing up inside third. It's a situation where the heavy percentage favors an attempted sacrifice. 
Fletcher holding first base, ready to run in toward the plate. Vandy checks the runner. Hack goes running halfway in the plate. The pitch is a bunt back to the mound. Vandy up with it. The throw is to second base in time for the fourth. The throw to first. A double play. Attempted sacrifice, the butt was back to the mound, and Vandermeer was up for the ball, drilled his throw back to shortstop Marion, who in turn threw on to first base to Fletcher, who got back, and it was a quick double play, and no runs, one hit, but nobody left the American League last to the fourth inning, and at the end of four innings, it is four runs, five hits, one error for the American League, one run, three hits, and no errors for the National League. Newhouse are warming up for the beginning of the fifth inning, and our broadcast with the best wishes of the Gillette Safety Razor Company, makers of Gillette Blue Blades. We pause now for station identification. WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. WBBM, Chicago. back at Shive Park, and a moment ago I said the National League had one run, three hits. Make that four hits. One run, four hits, and no errors. So they totaled four, five, one for the Americans, one, four, all for the Nationals. And a big hand is given Johnny Vandermeer as he steps in for the role of the first hitter in the fifth inning. Johnny, a right-hand batter. Used to be a switch hitter. Newhouser delivers, and Vandermeer takes low. Out in front of the shoe toes, four, ball, one. Newhouse's second American League pitcher. Al pumps, delivers, inside, four ball two. Newhouse is pitching an early Washington catching. First base is York of Detroit, and second door of Boston. Dandy takes a call, strike, and the count goes to two and one. Shortstop is Vern Stevens of the Browns, and third, Ken Kelton of the Indians. Wakefield of Detroit is in left. In center field is Chet Labs of the Browns, and in right field, Case of Washington. Vandermeer takes inside. That's a high inside tight one. You might say that uh, that almost was the Gillette Blue Blader up under the chin there for a close shave. The throw is over for a strike, and it's a full count of three and two. Newhouser works and Vandy takes call strike three. Vandy turns and walks away. And so the lightning uh, hit backwards. Vandermeer, who struck out the first three men that he pitched to in his relief role for the National League, thus becomes the first strikeout victim by an American League pitcher. So it is one up, one ball on top of the fifth. And we're back to the top of the order. Lead off for Stanley Hack, third baseman of the Chicago Cubs. Hack takes a fastball to outside, ball one. play so far in the ball game, both by the National League. At last double play, 
was a beauty of the pitcher back to the shortstop covering. And on that bunt play, with the first baseman going in, the second base was naturally able to take the bag. So that was Vandermeer to Marion to Herman. Newhouse behind 2-0 delivers. High inside. Up on the letters for ball three. Hack moving around in the box, trying to disconcert the young Detroit left-hander in his aim. 3-0. The pitch is a call strike. Made right through. Hack has his orders about hitting and taking. You have the pitches 3-1. Call strike two. On each of these pitches, Hack has um, done that almost automatic action on the part of the batters. He started toward first base, and of course the umpire's call has recalled him, and some of the spectators, of course, rise to the occasion, giving them an opportunity to let off a little steam. 3-2 pitches, swung on, bounced down to third. Kelda up with it, the long throw diagonally across, in time by a half step. And Hack is out. Kelda throwing over, first baseman Rudy Orr. Conlon in calling that out. You very rarely see it happen, but he calls him uh, left-handed. He is left-handed, which means that when he goes back of the plate to work balls and strikes, in baseball, your right hand always signals the strike, whether you're right or left-handed. So Jocko, of course, uh, that was quite a, a hurdle for him. He had to think about that for a while. Billy Herman has one for two. Right-hand batter. on the first pitch there's a bounding ball going down to short Stevens up the throw to first in plenty of time York roving it in with one hand and there's nothing across for the National League in the top of the fifth inning so the total remain as they were at the end of the fourth for the American League four runs five hits and one error for the National League one run four hits and no errors Well, this is the old redhead who has been very privileged to be on the first half of this 11th annual All-Star Game broadcast. Now, with a great deal of pride, Mel Allen of New York. A sidekick on Gillette's broadcast last year of that great World Series between the Cardinals and the Yankees. Here's Mel, who we'll opened the broadcast this evening at 8.55. I'm looking on, watching the first half of the ball game. Bring him in for his observations so far and for his accurate and colorful accounting of the rest of the 11th annual dream game, as they call it. And this certainly seems to be that one, especially now that it's the first one played under the lights at night. Mel, here you are. Thank you very much, Red. Hello once again, everybody. As we get ready to go in the last half of the fifth inning with the American League leading 4-1, to one, we have a shift in the umpires, which is customary in an all-star game. Back to the plate now is Tom Dunn of the National League. At first base is Joe Rue of the American League. At second base is Jocko Conlon of the National League. And Eddie Rommel, who has been back to the plate up to this point, moves down to take third base. The announcement coming over the public address system just now, as you hear in the background, is to that effect about the change in the umpires. As we come in the last half of the fifth inning with the American League leading 4-1, to one, Johnny Vandermeer on the mound for the National Leaguers. It's George Case of the Washington Senators leading off the American League. He's the leadoff man in the lineup. He'll be followed by Ken Kelder and then Dick Wakefield. George Case bats from right-handed. He's been up twice, hit by a pitch ball once, hit into a double play as other appearance. The first pitch, the right-handed hitter swung on, so bounced right in front of the plate down the third baseline, but he goes foul. Strike one. The plate-footed George was really picking him up and laying him down, going down toward first base. The National League infield whips the ball.
come all around. It's Dan Hackett third, Marty Marin at short, Billy Herman at second, Albie Fletcher still at first base, Walker Cooper doing the catching, and Johnny Vandermeer who relieved Mort Cooper in the third inning with one out, man on third, and struck out the next two hitters. York and Lance is doing the pitching. No balls, one strike on George Case, the outfield over toward left. Vandermeer looks in to get the sign from Walker Cooper. All set to go. Goes into his windup. In comes the pitch to George Case. It's very high, fastball for ball one. One and one the count. The National League, for the benefit of those of you tuned in late, got off to a one-run lead in the first inning. Bobby Doors homer in the last of the second with two men aboard changed the aspect for quite a while. In comes the next pitch to George Case. He takes it. It's up high for ball two. He slid his hands up on the bat as if he's going to try to punt, which brought Stan Hack running in from third. Hack is not playing in on the grass. However, he's not playing too deep at third. He's in position to come in on a bunch of George attempt to lay one down. Two balls, one strike. Vandermeer set. Case digs into the plate, cocks the bat up over his right shoulder. The pitch is high outside for ball three. It's a 3-1 count on Case. He steps out of the batter's box just for a moment, takes a look at Art Fletcher, coaching at third base for the American League for the hitter takes sign on this next pitch. Laner Blackburn, coach of the Philadelphia Athletics, is coaching at first base for Joe McCarthy. Vandermeer all set to come in with a 3-1 pitch to George Case. He's into his windup. Here's his pitch. Case takes it, and it's up high for ball four, and he walks. activity in the National League bullpen Truett Sewell, Pittsburgh Pirates right-hander who's won 12 games and lost two won more games than any man in the Major League so far this season and uh, just a little while ago Tex Houston, strong-armed right-hander of the Boston Red Sox is warming up for the American League and probably will uh, see service a little bit later on in the game Stepping in the hit now for the American League is Ken Keltner, who struck out on the first thing and then doubled in the third to start a rally for the American Leaguers that netted them their fourth run after Bobby Doerr had homered in the second with two aboard. The American League leads 4-1, to one, last half the fifth inning, nobody out. George Case on at first base, Fletcher on the bag with him. Keltner bats right-handed, Vandermeer takes a stretch, checks his runner. In comes the pitch to Keltner, he swings and he misses, strike one. Fastball up around the shoulders, at which Ken Keltner offered. On deck is Dick Wakefield. In the outfield for the National League, we have Stan Musial in left field. He started the game. Vince DiMaggio's in center. He replaced Harry Walker. Bill Nicholson is in right field. The outfield is over toward left for Keltner. Stands deep in the batter's box. In close to the plate. Vandermeer taking his time. Now time is called as Vandermeer took a little too much time for Keltner, who stepped out of the batter's box. Cleveland third baseman now steps back in hitting position. Vandermeer into the stretch. Case leads off first. Fletcher on the bag with him. Vandermeer pitches into the plate. Keltner takes the pitch high outside. Ball one. One to one the count on Keltner. Steals a look at Art Fletcher coaching at third for any sign. Billy Herman is playing in four or five paces at second. Marty Marion in four or five paces at short. Both boys in potential double play position. Fletcher still on the bag with Case. Vandermeer stretches. Checks Case leading off. In comes the pitch to Keltner. He swings and fouls it back into the stands. Strike two. One ball. Two strikes. That's the count on Ken Keltner. Second man up for the American League here in the last half of the fifth inning. George Case opened the inning with a base on ball. The score, the American League four, the National League one, and this 11th annual All-Star Classic in which the American League has won seven out of the ten games which have been played to date. And never has the American League lost a game in this All-Star Classic when they've been the home team. And we're all set. And the stretch, here's the pitch. Keltner swings and he misses. Strike two. He cut hard at a pitch. It seemed to come right over that inside corner. Belt high. One ball, two strikes to count on Keltner. 
Stan Hack rubbing up to cover the ball at third. Flips it over to Vandermeer. Walker Cooper into the crouch, back to the plate, giving the sign to Johnny. Vandy all set to go into the stretch. There's Case leading off first. Vandermeer taking his time. In comes the pitch. Swung on and missed for strike three. And that's strikeout number four for Johnny Vandermeer. He came on to relieve Morton Cooper in the third inning with one out and Dick Wakefield on third. Proceeded to strike out Rudy York. Pinch hitting for Dick Siebert. Struck out Chet Labs. And then started the fourth inning by striking out Jake Gurley for three consecutive strikeouts. And now here in the uh, last half of the fifth inning, he has struck out Ken Keltner for his fourth strikeout in the game. Coming in to hit is Dick Wakefield. Sensational rookie outfielder of the Detroit Tigers. Bats left-handed. Holds that bat down to the end of the handle. Vandermeer all set to work. Here's the pitch. Wakefield swings and he misses for strike one, and he really cut from way back. He cut viciously at that pitch. You can hear the rumble rolling around the stands. They got quite a kick out of the way this youngster cut at that ball. The Detroit Tigers, $52,000 beauty, making quite a name for himself in his freshman year in the major leagues. One out. Case on it first. He takes his lead. Vandermeer ready to work on the hitter. Wakefield set at the plate. In comes the pitch to Dick. He swings and he misses. Strike two. Don't you let anybody tell you that this Johnny Vandermeer isn't really working out there on that hill. He's pitching cleverly. You know, he got credit for winning one previous All-Star game for the National League a few years back. Vandy all set. Checks Case. Case has a big lead off first. In comes the pitch. A swing on and missed for strike three. And another American leaguer bites the dust. A strikeout victim of the left-handed slants of Johnny Vandermeer of double no-hit fame. And certainly is not a person out here who loves baseball who isn't reminded of that sensational feat accomplished by King Carl Hubble. Back in 1934 at the Polo Grounds, when he struck out in succession, Ruth, Gehrig, Fox, Simmons, and Cronin were one of the greatest highlights of this All-Star Series. Here is Vern Stevens up. That's right-handed. The first pitch is a pitch out, but Case doesn't go down. Walker Cooper cocks his arm back, fakes a throw down to Elby Fletcher at first. George Case, base-dealing champion of the major leagues, always worries pitchers and catchers. He has the knack of getting the jump on the pitcher, and that added... Uh, when you add to that his weakness with the foot, that makes him a great base dealer. There he is, taking a big lead off first. Vandermeer into the stretch. In comes the pitch. There goes Case. The pitch is swung off the line drive to left field for a base hit. Case round second. Here's the throw from Musil in the third, but it's not in time. And he slides in the third safely. Holding it first is Stevens with a line single to left. The throw was cut off by Marty Marion in front of Stan Hack. Marion, seeing that he had no chance to get Case going into third, though Case stumbled rounding second, hoped that perhaps by cutting that throw off, he might get Stevens trying to go down to second on the throw in, but Stevens wisely held it first. And so it's a line single to left for Vern Stevens, sending George Case to third. There are two outs, and the batter is Rudy York. Rudy went into pinch hit for Dick Siebert in the third inning and struck out. That's him right-handed, packs a lot of power. Outfield deep over toward left. Two men away. It's the last half of the fifth inning, and the score, the American League 4, the National League 1. Time called just for a moment. Walker Cooper walks out halfway to the mound to talk to Johnny Vandermeer. Drutzul continues to work in the National League bullpen.
Dahlgren of the Philadelphia Phils and Augie Glenn of the Brooklyn Dodgers have gone out to the National League bullpen to loosen up. They may go into the ballgame. Ready to resume action now. Vern Stevens is on first base. George Case is on third base. There are two outs, and the batter is Rudy York. The score, the American League 4, the National League 1. It's the last half of the fifth inning. Walker Cooper in the crouch giving the sign to Johnny Vandermeer. Johnny takes a lot of time. He's in no hurry. Just as he starts to take his stretch to pitch, Rudy York steps out of the batter's box. Time is called by plate umpire Tommy Dunn. Now all hands are set. Vandermeer into the stretch. Runners take their leads. Here's the pitch to York, and he takes one a little bit outside. Curveball didn't quite get over. Ball one. Bandy trying to work very carefully on Rudy. Quite a slugger when he gets hold of one. Billy Harmon is playing way over near second base. In position, move in back of the bag for any ball that might be hit in that direction. Vandermeer all set to work. He checks his runners. Here's the pitch. York takes one way up high. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Two outs, two men on. Four not, four to one. Favor of the American League. Last half of the fifth inning. Case has a big lead off third. Stevens has a short lead off first. Fletcher's on the bag with him. Vandermeer pitches to York. Takes another one up high. Ball three. Three nothing to count. On the American League's big first baseman. Rudy York of the Detroit Tigers. Vandermeer doesn't want to give Rudy anything too good to hit at. Working very carefully on him. Three nothing to count. Vandy steps off the hill. Time call for a moment. Collars something into the plate to Walker Cooper. Vandy still gazing into the plate. And now York steps out of the box. Time is called. Vandermeer and Cooper having just a slight bit of difficulty getting together. Now York moves back in hitting position. Vandy all set to work. Runners lead off. Here's the pitch. York takes it. And it's in there. Fastball for a call strike. Three and one the count on Rudy York. George Case leading off third base. Vern Stevens. Great little shortstop for the St. Louis Browns who suddenly found a way to hit that ball safely. He's been leading the American League in hitting most of the season on at first base. Runners take their lead. 3-1 the count on York. And again, Vandermeer just as he's ready to pitch. Time is called as York steps out of the box. Mandy was already halfway through his motion and sort of lobbed the ball up to the plate anyway, but the pitch didn't count. Time had been called by Tom Dunn. Plate umpires. York stepped out of the batter's box. Now Rudy, right-handed hitter, backs into hitting position. Three balls, one strike to count. Vandermeer refuses to be ruffled. Now he's all set. Takes a stretch. Here's the pitch. York swings and he misses. There's a throw down to second base. Breaking for the plate is Case. The throw in, and the ball gets away from Cooper. And Case scores. And coming on to third is Vernon Stevens. And the American League leads. Five to one. Time has been called now. Walker Cooper dashed back to the plate some 15 to 20 feet to retrieve that ball. We'll recap that play for you with the count 3-1 on York. Vandermeer pitched, and with the pitch, Vern Stevens broke for second base. Delayed somewhat on his way down to draw a throw, and on Cooper's throw down to Billy Herman, George Case broke for the plate. And when Herman's relay in to Cooper got away from Walker, Case scored, and Stevens came all the way around to third and first. 
We're going to check with the official scores to see just exactly how they're going to score that, and we'll pass the information on to you just as soon as we get it. York swung and missed that pitch so that the count on him is now 3-2. and two. There are two outs, one run in. The American League leads 5-1. to one. Vern Stevens is on to third base. Vandermeer looks in to get the sign from Walker Cooper. Goes into a full windup. In comes the payoff pitch to York. He swings on it and fouls it off into the stands between home plate and first base. Back of the National League dugout. New ball in play. Druid Stool continues to lob the ball in the National League bullpen. Vandermeer taking his time. 3-2 the count on Rudy York. Stevens comes way off third. Here's the payoff pitch. York swings and misses. Strike three. And that's the sixth strikeout for Johnny Vandermeer. And for the American League in the last of the fifth inning, one run. One hit. One man left on base. And it's 5-1 to one in favor of the American League at the end of five innings of play. You know, folks, this afternoon I asked Billy Herman whether he uses the Gillette Blue Blade. Sure, he answered, doesn't everybody? I can't get a decent shave with any other kind. Talk with Al Javery or Al Smith, Dave Dalgan or Jeff Heath. Go through the list on both teams as I have. And you'll find they agree that shaving's as easy as taking a base on balls when you use today's Gillette Blue Blade. Yes, sir, fans. And when you try it, you'll put in with them, too, because without exception, this is the sharpest, smoothest shaving blade there is. Bar none. We've just received word from the official scorer. There's no stolen base on the play on which Stevens came from first around the third and Case went from third home on the throw from Cooper to Herman and Herman back into Cooper. Billy Herman has been charged with an error on the throw to the plate. So make that an error for the National League in the fifth inning. The run scored by George Case. And so the score at the end of five innings of play, the American League five, the National League one. We're all set to go now into the first half of the sixth inning. Stan Musial leading off for the St. Louis Cardinals. Billy Southworth comes out of the National League dugout. Coming over to take his position to third base coaching box. He was a little bit late in coming over. Stan Musial will lead off. Then will come Bill Nicholson and then L.B. Fletcher. Al Newhouse into the windup. The first pitch is swung on by Musial and fouled back against the backstop. Strike one. We may have a pinch hitter coming up for Bill Nicholson. Looks a little bit like Augie Galland from here, standing in the batter circle, swinging a couple of bats. I believe it is Augie Galland. He undoubtedly will come in and bat for old Bill Nicholson. But at the moment, it's Stan Musil, who climbed to center field in the first inning, grounded out second and third, left-handed hitter. Stan Musil, the St. Louis Cardinals. Coxette bat way up over his shoulder. Swings to the next pitch and lines it inside the third baseline. And it's a fair ball rolling out into left field. Rounding first is Musial. Headed for second. Wakefield's throw goes into third. And Musial winds up on second with a screaming line drive just inside the third baseline. A two-base hit. And that's the fifth hit for the National League. The score, 5-1 to one in favor of the American League. It's the first half of the sixth inning. And here is Augie Galland, switch hitter. Augie Galland of the Brooklyn Dodgers, coming in to bat for Bill Nicholson. Galland batting right-handed against the left-handed pitching of Hal Newhouser. The first pitch to him swung on and fouled back into the stands, back of the plate. Strike one. Galland gets a nice hand from the crowd as his name is announced over the public address system here at Chai Park in Philadelphia. 
broadcast of this 11th annual All-Star Game is coming to you with the compliments of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. It brings you the World Series, the Kentucky Derby, outstanding football, bowl games, and other leading sports events throughout the year. Nobody out. Stan Musial leading off second. Hog Eagle and the batter. Left-handed pitcher Hal Newhouse ready to work. Here's his pitch. And it's into the dirt. Bounces away from early, but not far enough away to permit Stan Musial to take a chance of going down to third base. So he remains on at second. Pitches the ball. One and one the count. Tex Houston of the Boston Red Sox. Right-hander and Jim Bagby, also right-hander of the Cleveland Indians. Bagby used to pitch for the Red Sox. But both throwing in the American League bullpen. Newhouser takes a stretch, takes Musil. In comes the pitch to Galan. It's a fastball up high. Ball two. Two and one the count. Truett Sewell is warming up all alone in the National League bullpen. We expect to see him stepping into the ball game very shortly. Newhouser ready to work. Here's the pitch to Galan. Augie swings and he misses. Strike two. Foul tip. Ball bounced out of the mid of Jake Early. Rolled around on the ground. Had a little trouble locating it for a second or two. Two to the count on Galan. Fletcher's on deck, but we may have someone stepping in to hit for him. Newhouse are all set to work on Galan. Here's the pitch, and it's outside. Ball three. Three and two the count on Augie. First half of the sixth inning. The American League is out in front. Five to one. The National League threatening. Stan Musial opening an inning with a screaming double to left. Dave Dahlgren is in the batter circle and may hit next. Newhouser pitches. Galan swings and fouls another one off. This one high above the press box, almost on top of the roof at Chai Park. Count remains three and two on Augie. Augie Galan batting for Bill Nicholson as Billy Southworth decides to make some changes in the National League lineup. And we have on deck Babe Dahlgren, who very likely would go in to hit for L.B. Fletcher. Say very likely to every extent. He will come in to hit, but we'd like to wait until he actually steps in. Newhouser ready. Pitches. Galan takes this one, and it's inside for ball four, and he walks. Now the National League has runners on first and second. Galan batting for Nicholson. Walks is on first. Musil, who doubled to open the inning, is on second. There's Babe Dahlgren getting a very nice round of applause from the fans here at Chai Park in Philadelphia. Yeah. Babe plays for the Philadelphia Phils, and of course, being a local boy, he's quite a favorite with the fans. Having a great year. Listen to the hands. First pitch to Dahlgren. He takes it and it's in there for a call strike. A slow curve. It broke over the outside corner. Right. Belt high. Five to one the score favoring the American League. First half of the sixth inning. Stan Musil on second. Augie Galan on first. Nobody out. Newhouse are ready. Here's the pitch. Dogman swings and fouls one off. Back of first base up into the upper deck. Strike two. Kenny Keltner's at third base. Vern Stevens at short. Bobby Doerr on second. Rudy York on first. That's the infield for the American League. Jake Early catching. Hal Newhouse are pitching. Dutch Leonard started, went the first three innings. Dick Wakefield is out in left field. Chet Labs in center, George Case in right. The only changes the American League has made so far has been in the pitching department. And Rudy York, of course, going in at first receiver after batting for him. The next pitch is Dogman swung on, smashed on the ground, and short Stevens. Stevens to Door, Door to York, and it's a double play. 
Dave Dalvin, batting for L.B. Fletcher, hits into a double play. Stevens, the door to York, short second to first, with Dan Musial, who was on second, taking third on the play. And now here's Ernie Lombardi stepping in to do some pinch hitting. He's going to go in to bat for Walker Cooper. Ernie Lombardi of the New York Giants. Big, strong, right-handed hitter. Art Fletcher comes out of the American League dugout on orders from manager Joe McCarthy to talk to pitcher Hal Newhouser and catcher Jake Early, discussing probably just exactly how to pitch to Ernie Lombardi, as vicious a hitter as we've seen in many a year. There's the announcement over the public dress system that Lombardi is going in to hit. Newhauser into the windup. Here's his pitch. Lombardi takes one high inside. He had to back away from the plate. Ball one. Two away. Dave Dahlgren hitting into a double play. Sort of dull the National League threat here in the first half of the sixth inning after they'd gotten two men on nobody out. Five to one the score. Newhauser ready. Pumps. Here's the pitch. Swung on. There's the drive going out into short center. Chet Labs comes racing in for it. Gets under it and makes the catch for the out. So that's all for the National League threat in the sixth inning. No runs. One hit. No errors for the American League. One man left on for the National League. And the score at the end of five and a half innings remains five to one in favor of the American League. Sure you want to know the simple, easy way to make shaving comfortable and refreshing. Who doesn't? Well, fans, it's the all-Gillette way. And tops with major leaguers like Joe Gordon, Luke Appling, Stan Musial, not to mention millions of other men in all walks of life. What you do is give your beard a good soaking and apply Gillette shaving cream, either lather or brushless. Then, clamp a Gillette blue blade in your Gillette razor and skim the whiskers off quick as a wink, smooth as the palm of your hand. That's the story with a happy ending. No wonder Gillette shaving cream is a bestseller. It's made by experts whose chief interest is shaving comfort. Men who've spent their lives and millions of dollars learning all there is to know about whiskers and the quickest, happiest ways of getting rid of them. Ask your dealer for Gillette shaving cream, lather or brushless, only 25 cents. And now as we come into the last half of the sixth inning, so having gone in to relieve Johnny Vandermeer, who in turn relieved Mort Cooper in the third inning with one out. Truett Sewell, right-hander of the Pittsburgh Pirates, has won 12 games and lost two on the season. First man he'll face will be Chet Labs, right-handed hitter, and the first pitch is swung on to bounder, hits the third, and Stan Hack boosts it. The ball hits his foot and rolls all the way over to second base. Billy Herman just now picks it up, and so safe at first is Chet Labs, swinging on the first pitch offered him by Truett Sewell. We're going to check with the official scores to see just exactly how they're going to call that one, whether it's an error or base hit. We like to reserve our decision until we get the official one. And so Labs is on his first base. As his bounder to Stan Hackett's third was kicked all the way over to second base. Jake Early stepping in. Bats him left-handed. Sewell stretches, pitches. Early bunts down the first baseline. Sewell goes over, picks the ball up. He's placed at first base. Two Dahlgren in time for the out with Chet Labs advancing to second on the play. So Early is credited with a sacrifice and is out. Sewell, the pitcher, to Dahlgren who covered first. Early had walked in the second inning and had struck out in the fourth. He's been in there all the way. That brings to the plate Bobby Doerr. Thus far this evening, the batting hero of this 11th annual All-Star game. A home run in the lower left field stands in the second inning with two men aboard, both of whom had walked, putting the American League out in front 3-1 at that time. Doerr swings, sends a slow roller toward third. Hack is up with this one. He boots it for a moment, then throws. And Babe Dogan makes a nice stop to nip Bobby Doerr at first base. Listen to the hand.
Mack had to move in fast on that slow bounder. He picked the ball up and in his haste to grab the ball out of his glove hand and throw to first. Didn't quite get a hold of it quickly enough and so had to hurry his throw, which was low and on the home plate side of first base. But Dave Doggy made a nice stop for the out. Jeff Heath of the Cleveland Indians is coming in to bat for Hal Newhouse. Bats from left-handed. Labs is on his third. In comes the pitch to Heath. Fast curveball inside, backing him away from the plate for ball one. Two outs. Chet Lab on his third base. Good stole into his windup. Here's the pitch. Heath takes it over the inside corner for a call strike. One and one the count. Outfield playing deep over toward right for Heath. It's a long ball. Taking his time, checking with Ernie Lombardi to get the sign. Into his windup, rocks in the box. Here's the pitch. Swung on. There's a high fly ball out into short center. Vince DiMaggio races in, gets under it, waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. And so Heath went into bat for Newhauser, flies out to Vince DiMaggio in center field, and that's all for the American League in the last half of the sixth. No runs, no hits, one man left on base. Five to one in favor of the American League at the end of six innings of play. Have you ever noticed that every Gillette Blue Blade is anchored securely in a special wrapper so that the edges can't touch or rub against the paper? That's why they always reach you in perfect condition. You may not realize you can dull a razor blade quickly just by putting it in a small envelope and shaking it. Thus, loosely packaged blades are easily ruined in shipment and handling. But fans, you can always count on anchor-wrapped Gillette Blue Blades to be factory sharp when you open the package. Therefore, they shave you more smoothly and far more comfortably than ordinary blades. On this Gillette broadcast of the 11th Annual All-Star Game, we pause for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. WBBMR Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Before we get going in the first half of the seventh inning, the American League out front 5-1, to one, we've received word from the official scorer that Stan Hack was charged with an error in the last half of the sixth, which enabled Chet Lapp to get safely on to first. Scenario for the National League, their second of the ball game. Tex Houston is working now for the American League as we go into the first half of the seventh inning. His first pitch into Vince DiMaggio is inside for ball one. Tex Houston, right-hander of the Boston Red Sox, has won nine and lost six on the season. Placing left-hander Hal Newhauser. Houston all set to work. In comes the pitch to DiMaggio, and he takes it. It's in there for a call strike. One and one the count. Houston, who won 22 games last year for the Red Sox. The pitcher who can pitch just almost any kind of pitch you can name. Here's the next offering to Maggio. Swung on the foul back of the plate. Up against the screen. Strike two. One ball, two strikes to count. Here are the totals up to this point for the first six innings. The American League, five runs, six hits, one error. The National League, one run, five hits, and two errors. Those are six inning totals. We're in the first half of the seventh inning. Five to one favor the American League. Vince DiMaggio, who went into bat for Harry Walker in the fourth and single, is up there. Takes the next pitch high. Ball two, two to the count. Hit the first pitch in the left field for a single. So he has one for one on the evening thus far. Outfield plays him deep over toward left. He can drive a long ball. 
Pulls that bat down to them. The handle stands in close to the plate. Houston with the windup. Here's the pitch. Swung on. There's a high fly ball going deep out to left field. Going, 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 going. And it bounces off the wall. It bounces all the way back in. There is the manager rounding second on his way to third. Slides in and he's safe. The ball hits him on the back. Rolls about 10 feet away, but not enough to permit him to advance any further. And it's a three-base hit for Vince DiMaggio. In a tremendous towering drive deep in the left field, Dick Wakefield backed up against the wall. The ball just missed grazing the upper deck, which would have automatically given DiMaggio a homer. Just missed grazing it, hit the top of the wall of the lower deck, and hit it with such force that it bounded halfway back into the infield. And so Vince DiMaggio came all the way around to third base with a three-base hit. That gives him two for two on the evening. Now with Marty Marion scheduled to hit, Billy Southworth runs up to the plate, says something to Mike Gonzalez, who comes over from the first base coaching box, points into the National League dugout, and we may have a pinch hitter for Marty Marion. We are, and it's the skipper of the New York Giants, Mel Ott. Many of the fans already recognize him before the announcement is made over the PA system here, and he's getting a nice round of applause. Mel Ott will come in to bat for Marty Marion. the first half of the seventh inning. The American League's out in front, 5-1. to one. The National League took a one-run lead in the first inning. The American League got three in the second, one in the fourth, and one in the fifth. Here's the announcement about Mallott coming in to pinch hit. Here the hand, the first pitch to Adi is low outside for ball one. Nobody out. Vince DiMaggio having let off here in the first half of the seventh inning for the National League with a triple. Next Houston into his windup. Here's the pitch to Ott. Mel takes another one. It's low inside for ball two. Eddie Miller of Cincinnati Reds, formerly of the Boston Braves shortstop, is loosening up the National League bullpen and undoubtedly will replace Marty Marion at short when the National League takes the field in the last half of the seventh. The next pitch to Ott. Mel takes another one inside. All three. Three nothing to count on Mel Ott, who is playing and appearing in his tenth star game. He and Billy Herman having appeared in more games than anybody else here tonight. Ott takes the pitch over the inside corner for a call strike. Green one to count. Max Lanier of the St. Louis Cardinals, a left-hander. Al Javery, a right-hander of the Boston Braves, are loosening up in the National League bullpen. The next pitch to Ott is right through there for a call strike. Three and two the count. And so we have a full count on Mellop. Batting for Marty Marion here in the first half of the seventh inning. Three and two. Ottie gets a little dirt on his hands. Next Houston now doing the pitching for the American League. Vince DiMaggio leading off third base. Nobody out. Houston ready. Here's the payoff pitch. Swung on him. Missed for strike three. Ott took a toe hold. Took a terrific cut at that 3-2 pitch. But he missed it for strike three. And so it's strikeout number one. For Tex Houston. We're going to have another pinch hitter. And it's Dixie Walker, the pride of Flatbush, coming up to pinch hit. Coming up to bat for Truett Sewell here in the first half of the seventh inning. Little confab around the mound. Houston and Bobby Doerr talking. Rudy York comes over from the first base. Jack Curley out to the mound from back of the plate. Dixie Walker with that familiar number 11 on the back of his uniform. He's leading the league, the War Bond League which we have back in New York, in which ball players 
were auctioned off for a total of some $123 million, and each time they get a base hit, their uh, sponsors have to buy more bonds. Here's the pitch to Dixie. Swings and lines one out into left field, coming in fast for his Wakefield, and he grabs it for the out. Tagging up, breaking for the plate is Vince DiMaggio after the catch, and he scores easily to give the National League their second run of the ball game. Dick Wakefield cut loose with a nice throw into the plate after taking Dixie Walker's line drive. And so Dixie gets credit for a run batted in. Two outs now. One run in. Score now the American League 5, the National League 2. And it's Dan Hack, leadoff man for the National League, stepping in the hit. Hack's been up to play three times, has one hit in three times the bat, a single. The first pitch to him is in there for a called strike. Hack single in the first inning. Billy Herman then paused with a single. Hack went to third. Hack tagged up and scored after Musial fly to center for the National League's first run. Houston pitches. Hack takes it and it's in there. Nice hook that breaks right over for call. Strike two. Hack steps out of the batter's box, goes over to the Rosenbag. Pats it on his hand so he can get a good grip on that bat. Houston stands ahead of the hitter. Working rapidly. Here's his next pitch to Hack. Hack swings and lines this one past Keltner out in the left field for a base hit. Dick Wakefield grabs it on the roll, throws into second, and Hack, after taking his turn, holds on it first with a single to left, his second hit of the evening. Jim Bagby of the Cleveland Indians and Oscar Judd of the Boston Red Sox are warming up in the American League bullpen. Bagby a right-hander and Judd a left-hander. Billy Herman stepping in. Batcham right-handed, had a single in the first inning, got one for three on the evening. Hack leads off first, two outs. Pitch to Herman. Curveball doesn't get over. Ball one. Five to two the score. Play for the American League. It's the first half of the seventh inning. Hack takes his lead off first. Houston stretches pitches. Herman swings and lines this one over the head of Rudy York. Out in the right field for a base hit. Hack rounds second on his way to third. The ball fielded by George Case and Wright is throw in the second. Holding it first is Herman with his second hit of the evening. That's three hits in this inning for the National League. Eight all told in the ballgame for them. And so for the second consecutive time tonight, Hack and Herman, former teammates with the Chicago Cubs a few years back, have singled in succession. There are two outs. Hack is on third. Herman is on first. And Billy Herman is one of the greatest hit-and-run artists in the game today. He can really hit the right field behind the runner. Up is Dan Muschel, and the first pitch is in there for a call strike. Muschel bats from left-handed, been up three times, got a double in the sixth inning. Failed to score, though. National League adherents are starting that rhythmic applause, calling for a rally. Runners lead off, Houston ready. Here's the pitch. Muschel swings and hits a pop-up high in the air. Back of third, Ken Keltner's under it in foul territory, waiting, and he makes the catch for the out. And that's the end of the National League threat in the seventh inning as Muschel fouls out to Ken Keltner back of third. And so for the National League in the seventh, one run, three hits, no errors for the American League, and two men left on base. Five to two, favor the American League at the end of six and a half innings of play. All of us agree, I'm sure, that a man looks a lot better and feels that way, too, after a clean, refreshing shave. Likewise, the sharper and smoother finished your razor blade, the slicker your shave. And the more refreshing also, I might add. There's the reason today's Gillette Blue Blade is the odds-on favorite with men everywhere, including major leaguers like Fred Walker. 
Dixie Walker to you, Johnny Vandermeer and Buddy Roser to mention a few. It's the sharpest and easiest shaving blade there is, bar none. What's more, it fits your Gillette razor exactly and protects you from the irritation caused by misfit blades. Now, those are just a few of the reasons you get the best-looking, best-feeling shaves ever with the Gillette Blue Blade. Coming into the last half of the seventh inning, Al Javery, right-hander of the Boston Braves, steps in to do the pitching for the National League, having relieved Truett Sewell. Sewell having gone out for a pinch hitter after pitching one inning. Al Javery, the right-hander, one eight and lost eight on the season. He's turned in some very fine pitch ball games, some of the best that have been hurled in the major leagues this season. Eddie Miller is at short for the National League, having replaced Marty Marion. And so we'll set the National League team for you defensively. We have Javery pitching, Lombardi catching, Hack still at third, Eddie Miller's in at short, Herman on second, Dave Dahlgren's on at first. Out in left field is Augie Galland, Vince DiMaggio's in center, and Stan Musial in left. So far, there have been 19 National League players who've seen service this evening. George Case leads off the American League in the last half of the seventh. Jeffrey's first pitch to him, fastball right through there for a call strike. Case, the leadoff man for the American League, was hit by a pitch ball in the first inning, getting the double play in the second, and walked in the fifth. He scored one of the American League's five runs. They lead 5-2. It's the last half of the seventh. The outfield over toward the left. Avery ready. Here's the pitch. Curveball outside and high. Ball one. One and one the count. There have been 13 American League players who've seen service this evening. Give us a total of 34 Major League All-Stars we've seen in action tonight. Avery's next pitch to George K. Swung on to high foul to the right of the plate, but it's going to go into the stands. Dave Dalgan came running over from first base just to be around in case the ball didn't quite go in, but it did. Ball one, strike two. George Case, the batter, Ken Keltner on deck, and then will come Dick Wakefield. New ball in play. Dan Hack comes over from third, rubs up the cover of the ball. Chats amiably with Al Javery. Javery gives the Ross back to him going over, steps upon the rubber, looks in to get the sign from Ernie Lombardi. Into his windup. Case set at the plate. Here's the pitch. Case swings and he misses. Strike three. That's strikeout number one for Al Javery. That's the eighth American leaguer to have gone down on strikeouts tonight, with Johnny Vandermeer having struck out six off. Ten all told been struck out in the game, two of the National Leaguers having struck out. Here's Ken Keltner up, right-handed batter, first pitch is over for tall strike. Keltner struck out in the first inning, doubled in the third, struck out again in the fifth. He's had one for three on the evening, outfield deep over toward left for him. Infield pulled around toward left, playing for a full hitter. Every pitches, changes up there a little bit, holds a string on that one, but doesn't quite get over, hits the dirt just behind the plate for a ball. One and one on the count. Keltner stands deep in the batter's box in close to the plate. J.B. looks in to get the sign from Lombardi. He and Lom were on the same team last year in Boston. Next pitch is swung on. There's a fly ball. Hit out into left field. Over for it comes Augie Galant, but he can't get in the ball. Curves foul, and it's strike two. One ball, two strikes to count. On Ken Keltner, one out, nobody on. It's the last half of the seventh inning. The American League leading the National Leaguers by a score of five to two. Bobby Doerr having struck the big blow of the evening thus far. For those of you might have tuned in late, but he homered in the second inning with two makes aboard. Put the American League out in front three to one after the National Leaguers taking one nothing lead in the first inning. 
ground ball, two strikes on Keltner. Avery ready, here's his pitch, fastball, it's in there for call, strike three. And that's the ninth American leaguers who have gone down by way of the strikeout group, the 11th Major League All-Stars who have struck out tonight. Here's Dick Wakefield. Hit into a force play in the first inning, doubled in the third, struck out in the fifth. Dick bats left-handed. Outfield a little bit over toward right. Avery ready to work. Leans forward to start this windup. Rocks in the box. Here's the pitch. Fastball up around the eyes. High, high. Ball one. Nina Blackburn coaching at first base for the American League. Art Fletcher at third. Avery taking his time. Wakefield, very loose up there at the plate. Reminds you so much of Ted Williams, who's now in the armed forces. And whom we miss out here tonight, of course. The pitch to Wakefield, swung on and he misses. Strike one and brother again, he took a terrific cut at that ball. He's entertained the crowd all evening with the vicious swings that he takes. Jabry throws, Wakefield takes it. Change of pace, up high, ball two. Wakefield's all set to cut at that one when he saw the change of pacer coming up and not in there. He let it go by. Ball two, strike one. Two outs, nobody aboard. Last half of the seventh inning, 5-2 the score, favor the American League. Avery ready, here's his pitch. Wakefield swings and fouls it off. Back to plate up against the screen. 2-2 two, two the count on him. New ball in play with Stan Hack down at third, roughly just to cover the new one. Eddie Miller's in there at short now for the National League. Burns Stevens is the next scheduled hitter. In the event that Wakefield gets on, two outs, nobody aboard. Here's the pitch to Dick. He takes one low, ball three. So we have a full count on Wakefield, three and two. No activity in the National League bullpen, nor in the American League bullpen at the moment. Jabry all set for the payoff pitch to Wakefield. Here it is. Wakefield swings and fouls it off. Back to the plate. Up in the stands between home plate and third base. Wakefield taking his cut. Moving around up there at the dish. Jabry trying to put one by him. Making him hit the kind of pitch he wants him to hit at. Three and two the count on Dick. Jabry all set. Stops his wind up halfway then continues. Here's the pitch. Swung on to smash on the ground past Herman out of the right field for a base hit. Wakefield takes a wide turn. Ball fielded by Stan Musial and right. He throws in the second to Eddie Miller who covers and Wakefield holds it first with his second hit of the evening. A hard ground single to right field. That's the seventh hit for the American Leaguers tonight. Stepping up is Burton Stevens. He's had one hit in two official times of batting sacrifice in the third inning. Ground out the short the first single to left in the fifth. That's him right-handed. As a quick throw over to first back safely Wakefield. Babe Doggin on the back at first with Wakefield trying to hold it on. He's taking too big a lead. Here's the pitch into Stevens. Stevens cuts that uh, little wiggler coming up there at the plate. Had him fooled. He was all set to cut, threw back and swung again before the ball ever got up there and then missed it. Strike one. Beautiful pitch. Cleverly hurled by Al Jabry. Takes a stretch, checks the runner. Here's the pitch. The curve, it breaks right over. Ball strike two. Stevens stood up there that time. He didn't know just quite what to expect after that first pitch to him. So Jabry's ahead of the hitter. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Wakefield on it first. 
Jimmy ready, here it is. Pitch is swung on and missed strike three as Stevens whips it a nice hook. And so, Al Jabry struck out the side. Hayden Cutler, Wakefield singled, and then he struck out the And so, for the American League in the last seven, no runs, one hit, no National League errors, one man left on base for the American League to score at the end of seven innings, five to two in favor of the American League. I wonder how many of you men know that the shaving edges of a Gillette Blue Blade are only one one-hundred-thousandth of an inch thick. That it would take one-hundred-thousand of these edges placed side-by-side side to equal just one inch. And I wonder how many of you folks know that the Gillette Safety Razor Company also is busily engaged in the manufacture of vital war materials, for which they, incidentally, recently received the Army-Navy E Award. Bob Johnson going into left field for the American League. The announcement is just coming over the PA system. Listen to the hand for Bob. Bob Johnson, who for so many years played here in Philadelphia as a member of the Philadelphia Athletics this year with the Washington Senators, is greeted by the fans out here who want to call him their own boy when he was with the Philadelphia A's having a great year with the Senators. Out in left field to replace Dick Wakefield. Chet Ladd is still in center. George Case is still in right. Ken Keltner still at third. Stevens at short. Bobby Dora on second. Rudy York at first. Jake Gurley catching. He's been in there since the game started. Tex Houston is on the mound for the American League. The score is 5-2 in favor of the American League as we go into the first half of the eighth inning with Augie Galland stepping in to hit. Switch hitter is batting left-handed against the right-handed pitching of Tex Houston. The first pitch to him is a little bit low. Ball one. Galland, when he came up the first time in the sixth inning, going in pinch hit for Bill Nicholson, batted right-handed against left-handed pitching of Al Newhouse. And the pitch to Augie swung on and fouled back high up over the roof, back to the plate. Strike one. One and one the count. I've just been handed some information in which you'll be interested. The official paid attendance here tonight, 31938 The net receipt, $65,174. The next pitch to Galland, Augie takes it, a little bit outside for a ball. Two balls, one strike to count on Augie, leading off for the National League. First half of the eighth inning, 5-2 to two the score in favor of the American League. Dave Dahlgren's on deck, and will come Ernie Lombardi. Proceeds, you know, of tonight's game goes to the ball and bat fund of Uncle Sam's armed forces, both here at home and abroad. And the next pitch to Galland, inside, ball three, three and one the count. Houston, all set to work, pitches, Glenn takes it, and it's over that outside corner above the knees for a call strike. Three and two. Never full count now on Augie. Field pull over toward right. Keltner playing wide at third over toward short. Here's the payoff pitch. Glenn swings and hits a fly ball back to second out into short center. Stevens goes out, coming in as Labs. Labs calls for it and makes the catch in short center for the out. Glenn fly to Chet Labs in short center field for out number one. Stepping in to hit now is Babe Dahlgren of the Philadelphia Phils. He's been playing both first base and third base. Put Babe Dahlgren anywhere in that infield and play for you. That's right-handed. Get into a double play in the sixth inning. And it looked as if the National League was about to start a rally. Houston all set, works. Dahlgren swings and fouls it off. Up over the roof to the right of home plate. A little bit to the right and above the National League dugout. No 
balls, one strike on Dahlgren, outfield over toward left. Houston throws, Dahlgren swings and fouls another one back. This one against the screen for strike two. The score, the American League five, the National League two. It's the first half, the eighth inning. It's the 11th annual All-Star game. The broadcast switch is coming to you with the compliments of the Gillette Safety Razor Company. And the pitch to Dahlgren. Swung on to smash on the ground out to Short Stevens. Takes it on one hop. There's his throw over to York in time for the out, and they're two away. Two up and two down for the National League. First half of the eighth inning. Dutch Leonard started the game for the American League. Went three innings. Hal Newhouse came in. Went three innings, and then Tex Houston took over in the seventh. Here's Ernie Lombardi stepping up. Tom bats him right-handed. Outfield very deep over toward left. Houston into the windup. Overhand pitch. Inside and up around the shoulders. Ball one to Lombardi. Ernie at the plate uses an interlocking grip. The index finger of his left hand in between the little finger and the other finger of his right hand. Lombardi looks the next one over. It's inside ball two. This boy generates a terrific lot of power. He connects all set. Here's his pitch. Lombardi swings and lines one out in center field. Labs comes racing in and takes it for the out. So Lombardi lines out to Labs in center for the third out. National League goes out in order in the first half of the eighth. No runs, no hits, no errors. Lombardi left on base. Score at the end of seven and a half innings. Five to two in favor of the American League. You know, a writer in one of the weekly magazines recently pointed out that a dry whisker is as tough as aluminum and annealed copper. And that isn't news, of course. Gillette technicians have known it right along, whereas the rest of us have strongly suspected it, to say the least. But add to this the fact that the average man's beard consists of some 15,000 of these copper-like whiskers, and you realize that a razor blade must have plenty of stuff to give you one quick, easy shave after another. Believe me, fans, that's what today's Gillette Blue Blade has lots of. The steel is actually hard enough to cut glass. The edges are the sharpest ever honed and the smoothest finished. When you need blades, it certainly pays to ask for the kind that shaves the easiest and lasts the longest. Make no mistake, that's today's Gillette Blue Blade. Well, here we go in the last half of the eighth inning. Al Javery is doing the pitching now for the National League, having taken over. First man he faces is Rudy York, right-handed hitter. Javery into the windup, here's the pitch to York. Rudy takes it, high, ball one. York has been up to play twice and struck out twice. On deck is Chet Labs, then will come Jake Early. Outfield over toward left and deep for Rudy. Brandon left, Maggio in center, Musial in right for the National League outfield. Here's the pitch to Rudy. He swings and smacks one on the ground. Out past Herman's determined and great bid for it in the center field for a base hit. Ball fielded by DiMaggio. He throws into second, and York holds on it first with a single to center. Hart smashed through the box out over second. Billy Herman made a valiant stab for the ball. Almost came up with a sensational play, though we doubt we had he gotten the ball if he'd had a chance to get Rudy because he's running out toward left field and he made his effort. So it's a single to center for Rudy York, and here's Chet Lab stepping up. Has a walk, a strikeout, and on by an error in his three appearances. Swings and he misses at the first pitch from Al Javery for strike one. Outfield over toward left and deep for Chet. Billy Herman at second in about four or five paces. Eddie Miller in four or five paces at short in double play position. Should the opportunity present itself. The pitch comes into Labs. He swings on the ground ball to Miller. Miller to Herman. Herman to Dalton. It's a double play. And so the boys were set just right for that one. 
Lads hitting into a double play. The third, which the National Leaguers have come up with this evening. Four, which have been completed all told tonight, one by the American League. Babs hitting into a double play. Miller, shortstop. Herman, the second baseman. A dog in the first baseman. Here's Jake Gurley stepping up. Bats him left-handed. Jay Vreen this wind-up and the first pitch to the American League catchers outside. Ball one. Five to two, the score in favor of the American League. It's the last half of the eighth inning. No activity in either bullpen right now. Jay taking his time. Now he's all set to work. Here's the pitch. Early takes it. It's a curveball. Broke low inside. Almost around the ankles. Ball two. Avery goes over to Rosenbank. Give him a little touch. Two balls. No strikes. Early set. Here's the pitch. Swung on and fouled up against the screen. Back to the plate for strike one. Two balls. One strike. That's the count on Jake Early. Backstop of the American Leaguers. Catching during the regular season. For the Washington Senators start of the ball game tonight to catch the knucklers of Dutch Leonard who started on the mound of the American League and has been in there ever since. Avery works. Here's the pitch. It swung on. to ground ball going out towards second. Herman coming in. Picks it up. Boots it. Picks it up again. Throws, but not in time. As Jake Gurley beats the throw. It was a slow bounder on which Billy Herman had to come in fast for. He picked the ball up, then dropped it, and by the time he reached back, picked it up, and made his throw early. It was across the bag. Head of the throw, and so he's safe. We'll wait for the official scorer's decision. It probably will be charged an error to Billy Herman. Here's Bobby Doerr up. Bobby's had a home run in the single and three trips. First pitch to the right-handed hitter. He takes it. Started his swing, but checked his swing as the pitch wasn't quite to his liking and was inside for ball one. There are two outs. Early on at first. Jabry looking in to get the sign for Lombardi. There's the stretch. It's over to runner. Here's the pitch coming in. It swung on. Supply ball going deep out to left field. Under it is Augie Galland. He's in fair territory and makes the catch just inside the foul line for the third out of the inning. And so that's all for the American League in the last half of the eighth. No runs. One hit. One error for the National League. One man left on base for the American League. And thus the score at the end of eight innings of play. The American League 5, the National League 2, as we go into the first half of the ninth inning. 5-2 to two in favor of the American League. For those of you who might have tuned in late, I might tell you very quickly that the National League took a one-run lead in the first inning when Hack and Herman, first two men up for the National League, are singled in succession. Herman singled, sending Hack to third. Hack tagged up and scored after Musial had flied to Labs in center. Then in the last half of the second inning, with the National League leading one to nothing. With one out, Morton Cooper walked both Labs and Early, and then Bobby Doerr drove a home run into the lower stands of left field, scoring Labs and Early ahead of him, giving the American League a 3-1 lead. 3-1 lead. They made it 4-1 in the third inning on doubles by Keltner and Wakefield. Made it 5-1 in the fifth on a walk to Case and a single by Burns Stevens. Made it 5-1, and then the National League picked up one run in the sixth inning. Totals at the end of eight innings, the American League five runs, eight hits, one error. The National League two runs, eight hits, and three errors. So we're ready to go now into the first half of the ninth inning. Tex Houston on the mound for the American League. And it's Vince DiMaggio leading off for the National League. Vince has had two for two, a single and a triple since he's gone into the game. First pitch to him. He takes it and it's in there for a call strike. First half of the ninth inning, 5-2, to two, favor the American League. 
Rex Houston, strong arm right-hander. All set to work. Here's his pitch. Maggio swings, sends a drive, going deep by the left field. Going, 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 and it is gone. It's low outside for a ball. One and one the count. 
Gleason standing on the hill. Ball is right hand behind him, looking in to get the sign from his battery mate. All set to work. Here's his pitch. Hack swings and smashes one over Rudy York's head out of the right field for a base hit. George Case fields the ball, throws into second, and Hack holds on it first. It was a line drive which hit in front of York. Rudy was all set to seal it when suddenly the ball skipped up over his shoulder, over his head, out into right field for a single. And so that's Hack's third hit of the evening. And for the National League, their tenth hit of the evening. Billy Herman steps in, and if history should repeat itself, Herman is due for a base hit because each time Hack is singled, so has Herman following him tonight in the first and seventh innings. Tying run at the plate right now. Here's the pitch. Herman takes it outside for ball one. And with that base hit, Max Lanier goes back to warming up in the National League bullpen. Five to three to score. Hack on it first. Herman batting. The pitch comes in. Billy swings the line drive out in the left field. Wakefield Johnson rather goes over and grabs it for the game ending out. The ball game is over and the American League wins it. Five to three. We'll have the totals for you in a moment or so. Another moment, Bill Corum will take over the mic and give you the highlights of this evening's game as he saw them. But uh, first, Bill, you don't mind letting me add a postscript from shaving headquarters. No other blade in all the world is as sharp or smoothly finished. And if you're interested in economy, remember that the Gillette Blue Blade not only outperforms, but also far outlasts all other blades. Here are the totals on the game. For the American League, five runs, eight hits, one error. For the National League, three runs, ten hits, and three errors. Dutch Leonard, the starting pitcher for the American League, is the winner. The loser is Mort Cooper, who started for the National League. In addition to Dutch Leonard, who worked three innings, Hal Newhouser worked three, so did Tex Houston. And for the National League, Mort Cooper, Johnny Vandermeer, Stuart Sewell, and Al Jaffrey. And now to step in and give you his always welcome, colorful, and analytical observations of tonight's game is our old sidekick, many previous Gillette broadcasts, one of America's premier sports authorities and observers. Glad to have him with us again tonight and always glad to say hello to Bill Corbin. I'm glad to be here too, Bill. I can tell you that because this was a great show and a great ball game. The National League glad to play Kitty Bar the Door here and couldn't quite pull it off because Bobby Doerr, Los Angeles, California, and the Boston Red Sox drove a home run into the lower pavilion of the left field stands in the second inning to win this ball game for the American League for ad adventure. Uh, a strange angle to it and one that's never happened before in any other all-star game was that the entire game was played without a single New York Yankee appearing in the American League lineup. I say that's never happened before, and the American League has almost always won on a home run. Not always, but I believe about seven times out of the eight games they have now won of the 11 plate. Babe Ruth, the old guy who stood alone, started it off uh, out there in Chicago. The first one with Mr. Connie Mack, uh, the host here tonight for this game. The great old veteran, 80-year-old manager of the athletics, uh, was managing the American League, and Babe's home run was the deciding factor there in the first All-Star game. And today, or tonight rather, it was Bobby Doors with two on, men on base. Cooper had put them there by a walk. Uh, I think sometime the National League will get around to the fact that uh, Mort Cooper doesn't go very good against the American League. He didn't in the All-Star game last year when he was the losing pitcher, and he certainly didn't tonight when he had a flurry of wildness before that home run that really settled the ball game before it was fairly started. Uh, 
Vandermeer came on, double no hit Johnny, and pitched beautiful ball to tie uh, old long pants at Carl Hubble's record for 11 strikeouts, which is the record for all-star games, six of which he got tonight and five of which he had before. He's also been the winning pitcher in one of the three games that the National League has won. Unless I'm an error, that's the one in Cincinnati. Uh, Vandy started that and won it. And he holds this record and uh, uh, has always pitched beautiful ball as he did tonight, which is a paradox because uh, Vandermeer in his own league, of course, doesn't rate up, uh, at least in the statistics, uh, with Cooper. I have a funny little angle on that that might interest you, certainly will interest fishermen. Every time that Vandy goes fishing, he comes back and pitches great baseball. And yesterday, being a day off, he went over to New Jersey where he lives and went fishing, just as he'd done before he pitched his second no-hit and no-run game over over in Brooklyn in the night game. He's always particularly effective against uh, under the light, and it seems that when he goes fishing, it's a great omen for him, but of course it didn't help the National League any tonight because he started after the ball game was already lost. Cooper uh, had one little slight alibi, which I don't know whether uh, Red and uh, Mel have told you about or even know. Gary Schumacher just told me because he happened to be with him this afternoon. He was lighting a cigarette last night, and uh, the match flared up as they sometimes do, and left a little blister on his uh, pitching hand, and perhaps that had something to do with his effectiveness of his curve, because Gary said that uh, uh, Mort thought that it might possibly be that if he had to use too many curveballs, that might break open. Whether it did or not, we can't tell from up here, but he was not an effective pitcher tonight. Doors, Homer, and single made him the outstanding hitter, I believe, for the American League, and Stanley Hack got three hits uh, and scored one of the National League three runs, and Vince DiMaggio nobly upholding the honor of the DiMaggios with Joe in the Army and Tom down in the Navy at Norfolk got three hits and scored the other two the last being his ninth inning home run, which uh, just kept the corps alive a little bit longer because I repeat that the ball game practically was over to all intents and purposes after uh, Musial made that despairing snatch up the left field stand to try to pull Doors home run back and you can't pull them back once they're in there that uh, settled the ball game, though the National League battled along valiantly, using player after player, all the big hitters. Mel Ott coming in for his 10th All-Star game, one of the two players to do that, uh, struck out, and uh, uh, Billy Herman had a very bad night of field with two errors, very unusual for him, but he also got a couple of hits to make him the leading hitter in this All-Star game. He was hitting 440 up to the night, and with two tonight, of course, he leads everybody else because he's had more chances. I repeat that Bill Dickey, who was expected to get in this game, being a Yankee, couldn't have got in since no Yankees did. And the fellows who played tonight played the McCarthy formula. Joe McCarthy goes to win these ball games. He made one little change in his ball club, and, ball club, and that's when he put Bob Johnson into left field to give uh, a little more fielding strength out there in place of Dick Wakefield, the great kid from Detroit and Chicago, a member of the Tigers, because Joe really goes, as we said over the air last night and talking to him, all out to win these games. By which I don't mean to infer that Billy Southworth didn't because he was, if anything, really cocky down there on the bench tonight when I talked to him. And that reminds me that Lieutenant Colonel Larry McPhail was over there tonight bringing a message from Judge Patterson of the War Department, the Acting Secretary of War, thanking Commissioner Landis and President Frick of the National League, President Bill Harridge of the American League for this uh, great bat and ball fund and all of uh, baseball's uh, many contributions to war relief and whatnot. And that reminds me that the seats, receipts tonight were 
$5,174, which with the radio rights makes approximately $90,000 that goes into this baseball uh, kit fund. It's not exactly bat and ball fund because they have catcher's masks and protectors and shin guards and everything else. It goes into that equipment uh, fund, at least, which is a pretty nice take. 31938 fans paying $65,174 and $25,000 for the radio rights, which is the Safety Razor Company pay. Uh, the crowd is leaving the stands now and uh, pouring out across the field. I wouldn't say it was a truly exciting baseball game, uh, uh, just a good game all the way through. There were no uh, stellar fielding plays, no terrifically exciting moments because while the National League did try desperately to get back, it could never seem to get the hit at the right time. Usual with the National League leading off, Hack and Herman with hits to begin the ball game off of Emil Dutch Leonard, the winning pitcher. Uh, couldn't deliver when the hits might have uh, at least offset Doors home run and put the uh, senior circuit away to a flying start. Later along, Mutual drove a beautiful double over third base, which had it come in that spot would have helped a lot. And he got a chance again with two men on and uh, couldn't deliver, so his good hit of the game came at exactly the wrong time for the Southwest crew. It was a grand show. Perfectly played in every way. I don't mean in the sense that there were no errors, because there were one for the American League and three for the National, two of those going to Herman and the other to Hack. But it was, uh, there was no squawking or quarreling about it. It was a clean ball game and uh, as good a one as you would want to see without, I repeat, any great number of, of thrills. So that's the story, fans, and there isn't any more. Smooth sailing, smooth shaving, and good night from your hope. Gillette Safety Razor Company, Red Barber, Mel Allen, and yours truly, Bill Paul.